and have some fun with the champion who's number one. Take it to the hoop with style and grace, the letter it and smile. Come with your face, you got finesse, and you can rock the best from east to west, cause you can't be less. Yes, yes, so play the beat ball. Take your best shot and let it fall. Get it together, play your part. A thrilling game is about to start. Make your selection, lock it in. Let it begin and play to win. What's up, everybody? This is Francisco here for Sports Goose number one forty-five, and uh, and yeah, let's let's do this. I, I'm 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 here. Here, what's up, everybody? Joining me is my my good buddy Charles. Charles, how's it going, my dude? It is good. My neck is aggravated. I don't know why. I'll figure out why eventually. I think sometimes I will have my laptop positioned elsewhere. And then if I have to crane to the right to the left, I suffer a little bit into mm. it. But every, yeah, everything else is fine. I, I have a very hard dilemma that I'm trying to figure out. And since Andrew's not here, we can take a start off into craziness. Sure. All right, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to figure out which platform I want to buy Shredder's Revenge on. Mm -hmm. Because I can get on the PS5. They didn't make it for the PS5 per se. It's for the PS4 to get the backwards compatibility. And I can get that high def rendering. Mm -hmm. but it's a 16-bit game so 2d beat-em-up brawler yeah and originally i was gonna pay full price and i was like i'll wait till it goes on sale and then i'll just use points but i don't really want to use points on that splatoon 3 is coming out i I'll, i literally will you know I, I guess i'll say on the show i will literally climax on the idea that i can get splatoon 3 for like five dollars you know <laughs> you know how i am yeah saving 60 means so much more than saving 20 when i waste my money doing other things mm -hmm. and I waste, like I'll, I'll buy chocolate that's 13 dollars, but it's worth it and what i have to give for that mm -hmm. um but it, it depends and then for the switch you know it, it's full so tech time your ps5 upscales to hdr 2160 so that's your 4k stuff at high processing speed and i have ramona your switch highest processing can be 1080p but if you have an oled switch you can get the screen resolution to be a little bit higher from viewing it but i also have ramona so i've been kind of investigating a little bit because some things matter also a little bit more besides graphics frame rate and the switch's frame rate is debatable if it's not really nintendo made nintendo structured sometimes the frame rate dips however yeah. 2d action brawl what I looked into, and this is what I was literally investigating before. Like, there's a reason why I'm partially I'm an attorney. I am investigating before we start the show gameplay comparisons on graphics. If I notice any stutter, slow up rates, um, from what I know of the Switch, is that it slows up a little bit with six people playing because you can play a maximum of six people. Uh, but the PlayStation's only stuck locally to being four people, and you don't even get to the six. You can get to the six online. Mm -hmm. And I doubt, I doubt I'll have six people playing my switch unless we go out to travel because if i buy that game on the switch or the playstation it's never getting deleted i'll tell you that right now yeah. it's never getting deleted it's, it's like a gig of memory space right so i'm doing the pros and cons and part of the acceleration of the decision making is that that 2249 10 percent deal is only good for tomorrow for the switch 
but it's good until the 30th on the PS5. And I, I kind of like all my 2D games to be on my Switch as well. It is an easier preference for whatever reason, because it's easier to play when you're outside, if you're going places, if you're seeing family, if you're stuck to child birthday parties, child graduations, baptism. I will, my, my niece's christening, God forbid when that happens, I will literally be there playing as Raphael, messing up Shredder. But mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out, and I think part of it is conducive if you're going to get it, because there is crossplay, but only only for xbox and pc i'm sure they will I establish crossplay elsewhere hmm. and you know i don't know if a lot of my friends would like it but if you get it you're the person on the switch okay we've gamed some way it's not as much as it was last year because life right. in that sense but i at least have played games with you and i'm not gonna lie it's not out of the question for me to get on both consoles is um if the PlayStation, if one of the other goes cheap, but more than likely the PlayStation 5 will go cheaper before the Switch does. Mm -hmm. So that is my dilemma. I will hear your input on it of what you have to offer. I, I, do, I think the Pro Controller would be perfect for the game, though, to be honest with you, for the Switch. Uh, yeah, I, I, from, I, I've, the podcast that I listened to, Complete Necessary Podcast, they had a review of the game. Sounds like it's good. Sounds like it's at the very least an eight out of ten, right? Mm -hmm. um, of course, that nothing's perfect, but if you like beat 'em ups, especially the sixteen bit era arcade nineties beat 'em ups, then you know this is exactly what it, you know, what, what it is for you. And yeah, yeah, game length and stuff like that. And you, look, it, it's Aiken of the era, so you, you're just gonna have to deal with with a game that's gonna be a little shorter, things like that. I mean, as far as the system is concerned, uh, I. I I'm not sure. Um, and uh, hey, Augur Five RGA, we got a new follower here. So hey, all right, we're here. This is a sports show, everybody. But eh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're over here talking about. Uh, I think uh, as a new Twitch follower. So thank you. Uh, we're just talking about turtles and. Uh, I was gonna say turtles in time. Wow, man, well, Cowboys collection is yeah. coming as yeah. well. Yeah. So if you're, everybody's gonna get their their fix of of Ninja Turtles at this point. But, I mean, portability factor, look, I only have the two, right? The PC and the, and the Switch. And, and a game like that, I most likely default to the Switch. That's, yeah. that's, that's how I see it. It's a 2D game. It's pick up and play. And it's like, oh, if you want to just, like, do a little bit of something and just get out of it, sure. I mean, I recently just did a review of Hotline Miami for my uh, really random podcast that I do on, my, on the side. And I just wanted to do a review for the game, and it's like, okay, all right, that's that's how I um, wanted to to to, to experience. I'm like, I'm glad Hotline Miami is on my Switch because anytime I just feel like going into that, I I can't. It's it's quick. It's it's pick up and play. It's it's right there. I don't have to set it up and turn it on and then do all the things like. It, and I get it. The PS5 is a little more uh, streamlined than than the PC. Gaming PC is a little more cumbersome. But uh, the switch is just easier. It just it pops on real quick, and then you boom, you're right there. So uh, that's how I feel for like what system you should get it on. And once again, pixelated, 16-bit uh, beat 'em up. Not exactly the showcase for it's not graphics and stuff like that. Exactly, you know. And and on and the and the switch should handle it easier. I don't think you're gonna get like a digital foundry <laughs> video of then comparing the frame rates of each of the games. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, you're you're probably gonna get consistency across the board. For, and I felt for it, I know? felt like the switch was always gonna kind of be the end all be all for it. And when I tell you, man, 
I will probably do one playthrough as every character. I'm not mm. gonna like because it's only two two and a half hours. But I think that's how there's a few difficulty levels too, so you can. Tr- oh, you can, we're, I'm just you know, going straight to match. gnarly. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm just, okay. Well, I, I know punk because when I we, heard uh, the easiest level is it's not even it's they're just way too it's way too easy. The easy level is way too easy. Yeah. So. Well, the, the thing is, if gnarly gives you more enemies on the screen if you're playing solo, I, I'm all about that. Mm. But I, I literally had spent time as a kid just replaying. That's why I like I hate the fact that Cowabunga Collection's coming out because mm. I know me. I'm like, oh, there's ones I never played. Hey, Andrew's popped I, on I here on the uh, on the chat there, so he's Ooh. he's there for now while he's tending to whatever he has to tend to. And speak, speaking of tending, uh, uh, Shesterkin for the New York Rangers won the Vesna Trophy. So there you go. There you uh, go. All right. So I, I think the conclusion is this. We're probably going to go with the Switch because the biggest takeaway was portability. And I'm used to playing my 2D games on my Switch. I think only one exception was done to the PS4, PS5. And I also have Hollow Knight, which one day I'll get into because I got that for free. Hmm. Um but yeah, I think we we'll go for it. I got—it's just I had to strike it today. I'm playing Zelda right now, but I'm afraid if I try to buy it and download it, I, you just won't hear me, and you're just yeah. gonna hear live stream reactions. <laughs> and yeah. I have been waiting for Shadows Revenge for what nine months since they announced it, yeah. so I at least yeah. want to hear the music and everything. Yeah. Um, if I did a replay on the other turtles, and that's the thing too—it's an easy, easy, easy show game. Ridiculous, mm-hmm. ridiculous, but such an easy show game. We definitely do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting on physical copy. That's if I go for it, that's what I'll do. See, and I get it, but the fact that I'm paying 35 bucks, 10 10 dollars more because of the fact that it's um with the pizza from Pizza Hut, I'm I'm going to hate my life. I'm I mean, really I'm, I'm it's not selling. so much that I just want a physical copy of the game so I can just have it. And you know, never know what could happen. And at this point, just certain games, especially if they're like, for the most part, single player experiences. Like, like if I play Ninja Turtles, it'll only just be maybe a few run throughs, and that would be it. And then I'm done. And then I'm done with it. And then I'll, I'll just have it there in case, whatever. And then uh, I'd rather have a physical copy of that. That's why I no longer get like Pokemon or anything like that. Uh, I'd rather have. Yo, can we talk about how those know? are dropping in price real quick? They got Diamond and Pearl for thirty, and I'm just staring at it like, hold on here. Well, I, it's uh, summer game sales right now. That's kind of the theme so far. If you look on pretty much anything at this point, Xbox, PlayStation, even the Switch, is there's a bunch of summer game sales. It's kind of like a bit of a drought period right now before we head up into the into like fall and stuff like that i mean splatoon is just gonna be it's gonna usher in the the final uh portion of the year for me as far yeah, as well i mean concerned. it's just not fair for either yeah. of us because if there's a story i'll try to play it as long as they don't make it just the typical like i didn't play two stories yeah just do the missions and that's it and there's a loose storyline yeah i knew i knew what it was about Straight yeah. up. I was like, okay, Cali Marie. Two wasn't bad, and then I downloaded the DLC, which uh, they're interesting challenges, but they're more like obstacle courses than anything else. It's not really like a, I don't know, a co- just, like a Call of Duty the- campaign. You know what I mean? Where it's it's there, and they uh, at least they tried, right? <laughs> so, so that's that's how it is. But yeah, yeah, that's that's my that's how I'm seeing the gaming stuff with uh, getting the free stuff and everything the, the last month or so. So. Uh, 
Uh, um, all right, so I guess we should talk about sports, right? I guess yeah, we, we, we gave it some time for Andrew. We know he's here via chat, but I think, look, the game just came out last week. I felt people need to know because if mm-hmm. you buy it, you'll get another one. That's all I'm caring about. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, let's see. Well, uh, basketball. Let's talk about basketball because Andrew's not here, and he, he, he's not really the, the NBA aficionado. I'm sure he would have had something to say about the Warriors and, and winning and stuff like that because that's kind of like a mainstream thing that people do know about. But all right, uh, let's lean into this. Uh, I, I titled this episode Kobe's Curse. <laughs> uh, I think it's also relatable to what we said last week because I got annoyed. Hmm. I got super annoyed with every young upstart saying that Kobe is our hero. And I get it. You're allowed to support who you are, but you only, to to recap very shortly, you only get that window for another year. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the 2023 players or 2024 start of the season, 23-24. Yeah. No more of Kobe's Gavi LeBron by logistics, by pure logistics. I, I, I just love the memes. And we're, we're going to go through them a little bit right here. Internet uh, is savage, man. Oh, they are in, entirely savage. Both. And what kills uh, me is the fact that, I, I'm going to say it right now, I can understand not liking Devin Booker to a degree, especially how, yeah. you know, high-end gamer. Yeah, dating Jason Tatum is generally a good stuff, dude, yeah. Yeah. and people were slinging that muck. Yeah. And look, he, he's been ass in the playoffs, but that's what happened. It's a long season. And there's also sometimes that drop off of quality because you gotta think. And here's an honest truth: I'm getting logistics. I'm becoming analytical. Be proud of me, everybody. Mm. Um, this is his first season deep into the postseason, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. This far out. This so is, this henceforth, time finally. Yeah. So henceforth, your body, your focus, your preparation, your body gives out when you're this far in because now you're hitting 100 game seasons. And I don't think they went as far as. Because you got to remember, their Eastern Conference final from two years ago was a bubble season. So there was a delay. Um, and his quality of play was actually much higher, aside from that fabulous block from Bam Adebayo, who probably isn't going to be on our team next year, making a prediction on that. Um, it hurts, but what do you want to be? What, 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 let's segue to that after. I, I want to might as well comment on it, because the thing about <laughs> free agency, stuff like that, all these statements become very moot once we hit into like two months into the season or like a month into the summer fully so i want to comment on that but you know jalen brown was good he seemed what is up with al horford just becoming the fountain of youth and high quality in the corner i don't know he's he's found his his niche there that's for sure he he actually was very serviceable throughout this the postseason for the celtics well i don't know don't we know it but it was kind of crazy but i did watch the last game which was shockingly the only game i watched fully because i just wasn't into it the, the we talked and i feel validated on my nets prediction or I, uh, calling them the nets from 2003 mm. um it, it just i don't it, it wasn't that thing and i love watching the um the warriors play because there's a narrative to it and everything else but damn man damn like that was there was a little bit of a comeback but did they realize that was an elimination game did did Ime Udoka do anything to kind of say, all right, let's simplify this, let's make it easy? Because I don't know how you can work with turning the ball over so many times like they did. I understand a lot of it was Tatum, but guys not doing anything. Marcus Smart was trying to do his best Kobe tricks, mm. and then there's Seth Curry and the memes, man, between Tatum and then also the memes of Curry getting back at 
all the ESPN guys are saying, he's not going to win any more without Kevin Durant, all this other stuff. I'm like, shut up. I I, I love this. I, I loved all of it. Uh, I just have here the series overview uh, for the, the six games. And, yeah, the Warriors, they lost game one, right? Okay. And then they came back, stomped them in game two, then lost game three in Boston. They got lazy. Yeah. And then they they turned it on after that. They stopped them in, in uh, for the I mean for the most, but they just controlled the game, uh, in game four and then game five and then game six. They just outright just did it. They didn't they didn't wait any longer. They were just like, oh, let's just do this. Let's go. Getting eliminated at your own home. That is. There's there anything more hurtful than that? Well, well that's kind of part of the feelings with the Heat when I when I told you how the way we lost, the way we lost to Boston, it, it just hurt a lot more. They were just, just a better team. Yeah. So, but because Kyle Lowry and his, I mean, sour patch loving ass. <laughs> I'm uh, not gonna let that go. I'm yeah. Not gonna oh no, no. And you look. You're not alone after this uh, in the off season right now. It, we, we, Heat we, Twitter the hater, has the hater uh, train is everywhere. Yeah, no, Heat Twitter is uh, is wholeheartedly agreeing with you now. Finally, I mean, what I was I was talking that trash when we traded for him. Yeah. Last signed year. him. Signed him. He was. Yeah. Uh, it was a sign of truth. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't this see. hating of Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is presented by Lenovo and Intel. Yeah, Le- Lenovo, where you actually get quality at a good price no yeah. matter the age. Intel inside, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what uh, Kyle Lowry should have had, that's for sure. Um, yeah, you're running on a fucking e machine. But I do want to go to the memes here. Uh, whatever. The NBA finals happened, blah, blah, blah. You can go to ESPN and Stephen A. Smith, and he's having, he has a thing with skip bayless right now which is funny uh that was funny can we talk about how butthurt all the analysts are because they of all course. look in boston's taint oh of course of course that's what they want that's what espn wanted more more than anything it's what espn wanted more than anything they didn't see what they didn't want to see the warriors win again they want another boston team so they could harp up about boston and stuff like that that's that's what they wanted and uh, you know, because ESPN, as much as people like try and like connect ESPN to New York, they're in Connecticut, so they're just as connected to Boston. So yeah. that that's there's there is a bias there, and you can't deny it. All right, you cannot deny that there's a bias. That's why uh, guys like like Dan Levertard left. Right, he, he, they just couldn't deal with anything outside of that realm of the New York, the, the, the North well, Atlantic boys too, because yeah. they don't like that Latin flavor. Exactly, they they thought mayo was too spicy over in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that's that's what that's what uh, that's how I felt with regards to ESPN. And we love hating ESPN on this show. That's oh, the reason. The, yeah. That's the reason the show exists. <laughs> I, this show exists because ESPN was doing something that was not catering to me and I just got sick of it. I'm just like, you know, let's, I'm going to do my own damn show. I don't care if 10 people only watch it. That's it. Um, anyways, where was I? Oh, yeah, going on Twitter right the now. I'm going to look up some memes here, which were great. And I just f- focused specifically on Jason Tatum and Kobe memes because ESPN is at fault for this too. As much as, right, I, I get it, right? Jason Tatum, guys like that, they grew up watching Kobe and some guys were, remember, there was a, there was a faction that was like Kobe versus LeBron and of course that never happened because the LeBron and the Cavs choked away their opportunities to make that happen two seasons in a row. But uh, there, it was the narrative that Nike was trying to push back in the late 2010s or yeah, the late 2000s, which uh, 2009, 2010. 
So it was kind of like the transition of Kobe and Michael, but I don't think Mike Kobe ever outright said that Michael was his idol. <laughs> no, and it's Kobe of, was like, "I'll get to Michael." Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't. I don't. Well, we can't really ask him now, right? We can, we, but of course, Jason. I mean, Ta- you, you, Jason Tatum texted Kobe. He texted a dead man. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. I thought that was a joke. I thought that was like Twitter was doing some stuff until you told me it was actually. Oh no, that was real. That was and real. That scares me. Because here we are. <laughs> here's very, the thing. Here we are shitting on Kyrie Irving for being a flat earther, mm. but we have a grown ass man with a child be like, "I texted a dead guy. Let him know how proud I am." I'm like. Why would you? My issue is with these young guys trying to evoke the spirit of Kobe Bryant, and it's not working. It's a curse. It's more. It is a curse at this point. They're not evoking nothing. Why would you put that on yourself? You made it like after all these years, the Celtics, this core of of guys that they've got, which they've they tried to label a big three. ESPN tried that. They tried to push that the that the Celtics have a big three, right? They have a mid three. That's what they have right now. Who's the third? Marcus Smart, Marcus it, it, Smart, and Jalen Brown yeah, combined is your number two. Well, th- no, that's what they think is the three: Brown, Smart, and Tatum. And I like Marcus Smart. We talked about it on the last show. I liked watching him in Oklahoma and everything like that. They're not bad guys. They're, they're all like those other two guys are solid players, solid players, but they're not like big three. That's not what. Yeah, that's not big, what big three is. If you were on your own, they have a big one. That's Tatum. They got a yeah. superstar. That's good. Well, you know, Brown maybe can get there now. But the idea of a big three is that if you were on your own team with no other talent, you can lead them deep into the playoffs. Mm. That's a big three concept. It's what Chris Bosh. We, we talk about Wade and we talk about LeBron, but Chris Bosh had nothing when his time in Toronto, and he kept them afloat. We yeah. Chris Bosh. Yeah. All right. So here's here's the first one. It's a it's the image of this. Uh, is that a kid? I, this kid, whatever this British kid, yeah. or whatever that. The, no, it's a meme of like the little white kid, like yeah. staring down. Yeah, staring down Disapro- from the window. Disapprovingly. Uh, Cole Bryant looking at Jason Tatum and the Celtics right now. There's, there's one. Um, then a, another one from Lake Show Yo. They said Tatum loved Kobe so much he couldn't let the Celtics pass the Lakers in titles. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Um, oh, and that's another thing, right? I get that a lot of players nowadays are not as understanding of the rivalry. Yeah, or hateful uh, as as the as players were back in the day. I understand that, but y- oh, you play you for the that you, you you play for the like Boston Celtics, huh? Uh, are you, I thought you were hating the camaraderie. Everybody wants to sign something. I, I don't mind the camaraderie and stuff like that sometimes, but uh, but there is room. I, th- I feel like there there is a lack of hatred in professional sports right now. That aside from hockey, I think uh, hockey still has that air of uh, guys will hate each other. But we, we need more of that in the other pro sports for the most See, part. See, I don't think you need it for basketball for a very valid reason, is the fact that when you compare Tatum, they're still kind of young in the league. Mm-hmm. Once you get to Draymond status of <laughs> all y'all suck, because what happens is when you're on Draymond level, you hate their GM, you mm-hmm. hate their owner, you yeah. hate their fan base, and you hate the people that support the racist ass fan base. Yeah, there we go. Uh, another one was, of course, the, the text that Tatum sent to Kobe Bryant where he said, I got you today. And, uh, okay, I can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. Another one is basically just says, you suck. Uh, so uh, that, that's another one. Um, uh, of course, they have the, 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 the meme where Kobe Bryant's, like, uh, sitting in heaven with his, like, hands kind of 
together, yeah, just, just staring down, just, just staring down, but not in like smiling or or, or frowning, and just kind of like judging series. Yeah, in a judging sense. Kobe Bryant watching Tatum get his ass cooked. I'm just sending him a text message. Uh, that's a great one. Um, uh, uh, gosh, man, there, there there are a few other ones. I'm trying to find. Uh, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't even think they were the best memes of the finals. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The Jordan Poole Malika Andrew memes are hysterical to me. About how he becomes like superpowered every time he sees her on the courtyard. That's true. I'm like, yeah. as, as first off, I don't want to be that creepy guy, but I, I can get jokes. But then I realized Jordan Poole's only like 24, 23. Yeah. So you're like, oh, what? So the, the way people were going in on it, I was cracking up. I love this one. Yeah, Jordan Poole, when there's an opportunity for a post game interview with Malika Andrews and you just see Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Because why not, right? Why yeah. not? You're young. You're doing it for the fan base. Malika Andrews is good looking. I'll, I'll be respectful, I guess. I think I'm she's like, married, like, though. So that's the thing. I, I'm sorry, but the, where she's, we're at. It, she's like married to like a nerdy white guy. So. But where we're at in 2022, <laughs> it's all fair game at this point. For oh, someday. boy. Yeah, well. You know? Yeah, no. Kobe was married. Ooh! Oh. <laughs> all right. Woo! Oh. Take that happily as mm. my best inside joke of the day. All right, poor Andrew. Yeah, just in there's like you guys are insulting a dead man. I'm I'm insulting a a, che- a cheater. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm I I man. I I'm just sick of like the Kobe stuff right now. I just am. Uh, I I think it's disingenuous. I think it's they're very much. It, it's so, not. They're I, doing. They're trying way too hard with it. Can I tell you why I think? Tatum went as far and publicized and everything. I think it was publicist. I think it's his agent. You know, because part of the thing is you think about the interviews, you think about I stuff against that. I just don't understand why you would put that pressure on yourself. That's it's the not, thing. It's, it's because he. I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but he's young and he's getting influenced by other people. You know, because know. is Jason Tatum a baller or is Jason he's, Tatum a, a and brand man? I I don't think I don't, I don't think they yeah they're tries they're guys trying to make him a brand guy. But I mean, you see, like you see him with like his kid and stuff like that, yeah. and, and things like that. They're they're creating like this wholesome thing around him, which is good. I, I like that. I mean, there's there's I very. Mean, Carl Malone's not a family man, but he was a brand <laughs> man. He had a nickname. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? He's a rapist too. I'm yeah. not gonna. Yeah. No, no. Oh yeah. No. We I'm, don't I'm, defend I'm not, Carl I'm not this. Either. I'm not this. I'm not screaming there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> we, <laughs> I, I'll say it right now. We don't defend Carl Malone. Yeah. We acknowledge Carl Malone. Was the a player, baller, the player alone yeah. had sex with a 16 year old, got her pregnant, petitioned for like fraternity. So that's that's you know, statutory rape. Mm-hmm. Jazz fans don't even like him like that. So there's a reason why he was in Space Jam, kids. Um, <laughs> but Tatum is he a brand guy? So how do you make a guy who's not a brand because T- Jason Tatum wasn't even the sexy Celtics pick, right? Um, for a while for people, so you have to do the build up. Yeah, but I, I think he's he's just yeah he's he's a, he's a guy that's humble he's you're, you're, he's he's being thrust into this and I I, I can kind of get your your theory as to it may have been just like the brand people trying to avoid he's twenty four like he's know? not even twenty five that that but, that is young and influential but I mean I I, I kind of I mean I don't know if the NBA would ever expand to like St Louis or something like that but he he'd probably be the first one out <laughs> if they had a St Louis team because he loves St I mean he's from there. He's a huge mm-hmm. Cardinals and even St. Louis Blues fan. So, um, anyways, that's that's an aside. And like like I said, we're not we don't hate Tatum. He, he's a he's a, he's one of the good ones. But 
but the problem is himself, you know what out I mean? of all the series he, he laid it that, there. yeah but out of all the series that to, to shut down in this was not the series well it would have been easier to go the Jalen brown route and then still lose as opposed to just all this mm. and now you're just made fun because that's gonna nba fans nba twitter uh, they, uh, they do not have short-term memory no. Yeah. I'll see dudes bring up stuff. I was like, oh, remember this guy who got like messed up by Andre Kirilenko? And there I am on Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. God damn. Holy smack. Like they have the best memory. He yeah. was cooked by this guy. You're like, you're, you're going to remember it. Yeah. Dude still bring up Matthew Deladova winning a title. He's <laughs> yeah, over in like, Australia now. <laughs> and they talk about Steph's legacy. Mm. Where there's like, oh, yeah, when it was just LeBron James and uh, Matthew Deladova. That's eight years ago. And the fan base still hate it. So good luck, Jason. Um, so hold on. Let's, uh, where do we go from? We're half an hour in, uh, or, oh, okay. or, or just about, I'll, I'll um, give the bam out of bio five minutes spiel if you want. Sure. Let's do it. Because then after this, we have to do the, uh, handsomest, uh, Eastern conference NBA head coaches. And you gotta, you gotta crown the handsomest NBA head coach now that the season's over. And uh, you know, what's weird. Oh man, we don't even have any downtime after this because we're jumping straight into the draft and then the free agency period. Like, there's no downtime, which I kind of don't like. I, I kind of like would like a, a month or so before we we go into it. And maybe this, maybe just this off season, because this is kind of like the first one where they're uh, trying to still squeeze everything in after the COVID stuff. But even the NHL is doing it because after after the, the Stanley Cup Finals, July seventh is like the draft for the NHL. So yeah, um, it's all and there's no the nba draft is this thursday and i've got my stupid self penned up for for uh for a torture stream yeah and, and the thing is i only know like the first five picks man and then <laughs> so I'm, gonna sit, Washington. I'm gonna sit down and, and and struggle there well that'll be fun for me um but well whatever i'll order in some food trying to get some stuff going i don't know and uh, i'll see if i lose my mind by the end of it which i probably will so last, if I'm on, I'll probably live stream a game or something with you. Yeah, sure. Why not? We, yeah, uh, you, there's not going to be anything. I mean, the la- the only thing that kept me going for the NFL one was <laughs> no, that was <laughs> actual analytics though. Well, it was <laughs> analytics, but it was that trade, that trade. Your reaction for the trade? Yeah, that, so. that was worse, worse night of my life, <laughs> worst night of my life so far. On the I mean, show at the very least, yeah. I'm gonna bring in some humor for it, but yeah. I think my dog dying stung less than AJ Brown. Oh, just randomly, <laughs> randomly taken. I was like, damn. And now I can never watch an Eagles game. I, I am that hurt. I can't watch yeah. an Eagles game for a year. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. And then Traylon Burks has asthma. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Mm. That's literally my reaction. I'm like, because I I watched him play a little bit when Arkansas was playing last year. Yeah. So that's why I didn't hate it. That's why I was like, oh, man, I'm kind of okay with it, right? Mm. But then I'm like, oh, he's got asthma. He's going to be screwed every time we play Denver. All right. So let's – what about our boy Bam? What about our boy Bam? Here's the thing. We have to tell you something. He's only 24 years old, too. That's, That's the other thing. Remember that. So you have to look at Bam, and he plays that hybrid power forward center position. He's really more, unless we get a center and we just make him convert into like the Giannis mindset. Mm. The question you have to ask yourself, he's max contracted for the moment. Yep. We have to decide if we want to pay Tyler Hero, even though he's a six man. I would venture, if I'm um, Mickey Aarons, goes as this, or Harrison. Yes, you pay Tyler. 
because he's a six man who might become a starter one day. You gotta find something to do with Duncan Robinson's contract, right? It's just an impossibility. Yeah, you're not playing him, so yeah. And he didn't do anything wrong. It's just he wasn't the best man to win. Yeah, that that's what it came down to. We're stuck with Lowry's contract, and we're stuck with Jimmy's contract. And the problem is, is that this is not Bam's team. This is Jimmy's team. And who's the window that you want to keep open for? Jimmy. And that means you have to bring in the best players to help now. Jimmy now. win. Yeah. And and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some things that are sacrilegious. And if our good friend Jeremy Taché, who works for Valley Sports, follow him on the Twitter, uh, was here yet, he would probably feel sad. But when you look at who our backups were to kind of follow through for Bam with Markeith Morris and Dwayne Dedman. Is there any evolution that we're going to get from Bam Adebayo if we stuck for the next three years to have him complete that contract? Is he going to be able to shape his game so, to be able to fast break? I've got his entire career here. He started back in 2017-18 season. So and remember who he was five behind. Five seasons completed so far. Well, not Udonis. Um, Hassan. Yes, yes. So, uh, let's see. He has, for the most part, he's averaged, let's see averaged about um, let's say around 65 70 75 games like he, he's been relatively healthy for the most part this past season he only played 56 games uh that's probably he's been he's been more injured than before um he's his his average minutes have gone higher he's you know, averaging around 33 at this point or 28.2 in total but more like in the 30 range now uh as far as minutes played uh, he is averaging, uh, for his career, 13 and a half points. Yeah, which is fine. And this past season was his best one. In those 56 games, although limited, 56 games, uh, 19.1 points per game. That's what, I, he's, that's what he's scoring right now. But he didn't play when it mattered most well, well that's, in the that's postseason. Yeah. And my thought conclusion is yeah, his this. Well, his playoff, uh, this, this past postseason, he was averaging 14.8 points per game. Which, if he's your quote-unquote number two guy, it's not really cutting it at this point. Especially and in this day's NBA. That worked back in, let's say, the 2000s. That could have worked in the 2000s. But yeah. a number two guy behind Jimmy, uh, he's yeah. got to score more on average. He had flashes of that. We saw flashes of it, but it just never really came out where he could take over a game. And this is the mindset I would bring to you, Francisco. Do you see him evolving the other way that two top superstars at their position evolved of Giannis and Embiid, where they became the facilitators, they can run the point, they can rebound. I don't need him to shoot the three, but it Mm -hmm. does add some diversity to shoot the three. And I think if the answer is clear-cut no you have to think of what is the best interest of the team for Jimmy's window. Yeah. Obviously, Kyle is not... A, he didn't make a single three-pointer in his career so far. I think. Yeah. So it, that's the hard part because I think you can get some... And here's the other question I would ask you. What's the difference between Miles Turner and Bam Adebayo right now? <laughs> Aside from injuries. Ooh. I think the contracts, you know, are, are flying. Yeah, if I can get it on a cheaper end, like I'm, I'm going to check out Miles Turner's contract right now because I don't, I think he's at the max, but a different at max or bird rights. And he's 26. So, so you're talking about a two deer. And I like Miles Turner. I know the Pacers always trying to trade him, but the Pacers are also stupid. So 
I ease up on that. And, and look, no Pat, Pat's never Roy. been. Uh, Pat Riley's never had the. I guess isn't afraid to deal a guy like this. But, but uh, Miles Turner is only one season left of like eighteen million, nineteen million. Bam is stuck on I think another three. Let me get it exactly because I'm gonna throw propositions out here. Am is signed a five-year, $163 million contract. Um, and that was, come on, where was the website I was on? Because this was like the stuff that gets the brains going. Mm. So his salary is good up until 25, 26. And he's going to go from 28, 30, 32, 34, 37 million. That's throughout the projected years. Whereas I rather just put Miles Turner on a prove-it contract I'd rather trade him and Duncan Robinson for Malcolm Brockton and Miles Turner. And I'm getting same quality players. I'm getting Malcolm Brockton just to be kind of like the possible replacement mm-hmm. to Kyle and to Tyler. That's just an example. And here's the thing. Bam Adebayo is a clear-cut George uh, Rick Carlisle guy. Hands down. Rick Carlisle is over there coaching in Indianapolis now. Mm-hmm. Big position center who just moves around a bit. There you go because I don't see it improving if you really want to maximize the one window yeah. for Jimmy. Because it's this is all Jimmy's team, and we're not going to have Jimmy for long. And unfortunately, yep. we're going to have to either suck ass and be lucky in the draft pool, or we're going to have to just find another big free agent to make him our team. Yeah. Bradley Beal. Um, yeah. But that's just my suspicion. Trade him now with the iron top. Give him to Indy. Why not? Um, because the thing is, there's no other big, big man. And mind you, if there's nobody who's going to take Bam for that contract and everything, then fine. We will keep Bam. Because that's, he, he has he's like a number five or six of his position. I mean, I think you can make the argument that Porzingis is better at his position, even though he's injured all the time, just because of the versatility yeah. in his play. Yeah. Um, he has, he has that and he, just, he, but he does get to the foul line often as yeah. well. He's got, more range. he's got a more of offensive game for the most part. Yeah. So, but if there's Bam no one who plays wants to it trade very it, safe, and that's the problem. That's like the I thing. want you, I want you to be safe to not get injured. Mm. And that's it. Everything else, I want you to be a dog, man. Mm. And so that's my my Bam thing. Because you know what's going to happen. All this thing that we're talking about is moot, but we're just statting some pads here or padding some stats here stats um in <laughs> yeah. regards to the conversation for the show but yeah all right okay so all right that's enough analytical talk right uh, all right so uh saints row uh is it, that's coming out you can get the boss uh creation thing right now if you want to so if anybody wants out there they're sponsoring us tonight and they're also sponsoring this segue into uh, the handsomest Eastern Conference NBA head coaches right now. So, would you crack up if I told you I would have a theme song for this if you could play on the intro? You want me to play one? You sure. Find something? Okay, hold on. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I had the song. We're going to get copyright stricken. I don't care. Uh, oh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. None of this matters. <laughs> so, uh, let me let me go on YouTube. That's probably the easiest place I can find it. And uh, let me see. Uh, what, what, all right, what do we got? What do we got? All right, so put in Shawn Michaels' theme song. Wow, Shawn Michaels' theme song. There we go. Uh, 93 to 2014 version? Yeah, that's fine. All righty. Get a little wrestling in my handsomeness, man. Oh, sexy boy. <laughs> yep. Uh, hold on. I'm waiting for these ads to go through before I actually play it. 
Alright, so skip that. Okay. Alrighty, so let me turn up the mic on that. It's gonna come in real loud, but I don't care. Here we go. So now you can segue to the proper introductions of the most handsome NFL NBA coach. Oh boy, here we go. Alright, uh just trying to get it going real quick. Uh, there there's the mic. Okay, here we go. Alright, that's super loud now. Let me lower that so it kind of plays in the background. Let me lower that just a bit more. There we go. Right. I just want to be able to so that we could hear ourselves while it's going on in the background. But sure, Charles, uh, that, that's that. Well, be you, you can pause it after you segue the intro, right? Because now we're playing for keeps here. <laughs> well, so we just want to Yeah, it's in. And now, okay, it's intro. Right, whatever. I, I I did this wrong, but whatever. It that's that's fine. Uh, we can do it for an outro. I have no idea. Well, it's in. So we're gonna cover our stuff. WWE is gonna come after us like they always do. Uh, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll come after them uh, later on in the show because there's some interesting things happening there. I mean, uh, this is my only time I could joke about wrestling appears, <laughs> right? Versus everything else. Jeez, okay. Uh, let me go down the list of NBA head coaches again. Let me bring who, that up. Who is a true sexy boy? Yeah. Francisco. Huh? Who's a true sexy boy in the NBA? Well, well I mean, we're, we're about to go. We're about to go. So, uh, let's see. Got the list here. I think pretty much everybody used to conferences has, is, has a job. So, uh, first one, Atlanta Hawks, Nate McMillan. <sighs> I feel like I'm being generous. All right. Do you, do you, do you like Carl Winslow from Family Matters? <laughs> that's oh, who he reminds me of. No. No. I can't do it. No. All right. I, I, I think it's like the facial hair. It doesn't help him at all. He should grow a beard and see how that works. I think a beard would help him. Yeah. He, he, he's done the goatee before, but maybe he can do the full thing. Uh, all right. So there's Nate McMillan. That's a no. Next is well, uh, Boston Celtics. Right. Himeno Doka. Doka. Let's go. I, I think I think because now I've seen him kind of. He's a put up shop kind of yeah, guy. We've seen, we've seen him a few times. All right, there he is. Yeah, from, yeah. From... He, he's got an intensity to him. Yeah, there you go. Looks good in a suit. He's married to Nia Long, I think. So that's a win. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, there with, I mean, with the family. All right. Yeah, Nia Long is beautiful, so he gets a thumbs up on that one. Okay. All right, there he is in the suit. So he's not, not too shabby. Cleans up pretty nicely. Has a has a pretty nice beard, right? He's uh, how old is this man? 44. He is forty four. All right. Uh, next, haha, Steve Nash. Battle of coke eyes between him and Quinn Snyder. I tell you. <laughs> so Steve Nash is kind of handsome, but is it because of the hair? And understand this: with the NBA, a lot of guys are bald or shaved head. Uh, I so mean, yeah. I mean, you know he's in shape. He's he's in um, a cardio shape for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Right. And, you know, his hair kind of he's fixed Canadian, it out a little bit. Plays hockey, plays some soccer. Some variety there. Like, I thought he was fugly as a player. But, you know, like wine, you age better. Yeah, there he, he is in, in Brooklyn, right? Not too shabby. All right. Uh, so I'll give him a handsome. All right. Okay, Steve Nash. There you go. Uh, next. Uh, ooh, uh, the Charlotte Hornets haven't hired a coach. No. Oh yeah, that's right. There was they, the, they know they're they, in this competition. They, like, they, we can't uh, this uh, I read something. Mike Michael Jordan uh, interviewed Mike D'Antoni. That would be like the worst thing he could do. <laughs> I don't think Mike D'Antoni could deal with uh, 
um, LeVar Ball's personality mm. whatsoever. All right. Next is uh, Billy Donovan out Billy's, in uh, Chicago. Billy's kind of handsome. There he is. Uh, very stern like look to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, he's looked the same for the most part. He's, 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 uh, the hair's gotten a little grayer for sure, but he's, for the most part, has, has looked the same. I think it's because he has that intense look to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he, like he, he, even he when he played, like, you see it when he played there too, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Billy Donovan screams dangerous. He's dangerous Billy Donovan. There he is with a smile. Not too bad. All right. Uh, all right, okay. Uh, I'll dock him some points for being a... Uh, former Gators head coach but yeah. yeah but he's a winner yeah well it's <laughs> back to back to backs all right next is uh JB Bickerstaff out in Cleveland all right so th- maybe this is what Nate McMillan would look like if he had a beard <laughs> my god <laughs> they kind of look a little similar a little kind- bit Kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm not even feeling the beard that much, man. Let yeah. me go on my own Google so I can go from there. Like, I don't think he's not attractive looking, but I don't know if he's handsome. He's dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I appreciate him just for getting a chance because he made the Rockets relevant there. Yeah. Um, I forgot he was the head coach for it. I don't know. His facial reactions. Um, I'm looking no, at some of the stuff. Photos. All right. All right. Yeah, I can't do it. Sorry, JB. Next, uh, Dwayne Casey out in Detroit. Dwayne Casey doesn't age, man. No, he does not. He does not. Dwayne Casey's handsome. Yeah, you're going to give it to him? Yeah, I'm going to give it to him. Okay. I'm giving it to him. Next, so uh, Dwayne Casey. So next we've got, let's see, uh, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle is not fucking handsome. <laughs> yeah, now that he's gone bald too. We've been mentioning like Rick Scott Voldemort comparisons a couple times in, yeah. this, in this tournament, so I feel like it's just apropos. But Rick Carlisle, and also apparently he's a dick, so you know it goes from there. Yeah. I like Rick Carlisle. I think he's a damn good coach. Rick Carlisle is not a handsome coach now. Yeah, even when he had hair, it wasn't really that great. No. Uh, okay. Uh, next, we've got. Uh, well, come on. Spo! Eric Spolster is fucking handsome. Mm-hmm. He, he's everything. You he's know how we said Dave Filipino jeans, that's for sure. Hair, man! Yeah. He knows how to wear the suit or the polo. But you know how we joke about Dave Roberts can get you all the cool places? This is the manager in the NBA that can get you all the cool connect. Think on it. He coached LeBron. Wade, mm-hmm. he was there when Shaq was around. He knows Pat Riley. He's coached Jimmy. Yeah. He even made Hassan Whiteside look cool. And yeah. that is saying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Spo. We support Spo. Yeah. All right. With no biasness at all. <laughs> all right, next. Uh, Mike Budenholzer out in Milwaukee. Mike Budenholzer gets a point from the beard. <laughs> if you look, so there, you know the when running, I typed it in on Google, there's a specific entry just for the beard alone. So I, I, I wish sometimes people had access to our chats because, aside from our uh, NSA and, and feds who are watching and looking at us like, what the hell? Um, so 
You know how we make that running joke of mayo is too spicy for people? <laughs> Mike Budenholzer, when he didn't have the beard, was the textbook definition of people who I thought mayo was too <laughs> There spicy. he is, the photo when he was with the Hawks, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> he grows a beard. <laughs> Grow a beard. He takes one yeah. Latina, grows a beard. <laughs> he just goes, Orozco Pio! Mike Budenholzer is not handsome to me. He's yeah. handsome to somebody, but he, yeah. he's not even going to get in the semifinals of this yeah. bracket. If you like Jim Gaffigan, <laughs> you know. He gets, he gets, there's one I'm just seeing now with crazy eyes. Um, mm. he, he gets a point for eliminating the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, yeah, doing the thing. But, but no. All right, next. Uh, okay, how about Tibbs? <laughs> no, man. Tibbs, <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. Who the hell is Tibbs coaching now? All right. Do you like Gru from from Despicable Me? Because that's who he reminds me of. Would you believe me if I told you that I forgot Tibbs was still coaching? Because that's how long the love affair with the New York Knicks went. One whole season. And then it went hardcore. No. So this might not be true at all, but Tom Thibodeau looks like he'll beat me if I say something. And do you blame him for uh, Derrick Rose's career never amounting to anything? I blame him for just for just letting Bill Paxson or whatever his name is over in Chicago provide him with any player mm. when it's clear that he needed a specific set of players. Mm-hmm. He he is your prototypical, I need a superstar, but the window is only a season and a half. He is the Frank Vogel. I believe like if you popped him in with that kind of roster, he would have won you that and only that season. Yeah, you get a feel-good season. Like when he was yeah. out in Minnesota. He brought thing. Minnesota yeah. one playoffs yeah, round. Exactly. And then everything mm-hmm. with the shit afterwards. I know what Tip of those worth. But he's too demanding, man. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't know how to evaluate talent, yeah. and I feel like he doesn't know how to communicate what he actually needs for a GM because it's always play defense. Hmm. All right, next we got Jamal Mosley out in Orlando. All right, let me look at Jamal Mosley because I'll tell you right now, I have not watched a single Magic game. Hmm. And neither has Andrew. There he is. Uh, how old is Jamal Mosley? He's young. He's on. Uh, he's uh, forty three. There we go. Do we have a photo of the poor guy? Yeah. Um, kind of? Look, yeah, he's, he looks clean in a suit. Is it wrong to say that he reminds me of Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle was an NBA coach? Mm, I think it's the nah. like the teeth a little bit? No, not me. Not I'm just me. seeing certain angles. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he looks pretty clean in that suit, man. I mean, he's clean. Sure, sure, yeah. I'll give it to him. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got <laughs> Doc Rivers. Doc's kind of handsome. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on Doc on that. He's he's broken promises. You know. I don't know. I, I don't see it. I don't. Let me. I let don't me see it. it. But I might be thinking of like Philadelphia Doc, because you got to remember. Here's the hard part too. These coaches have been around for a very long time. Like Nick McMillan's been around. Krakow has been around. So yeah. there might be a general uh, progression. I mean, let's see. I, I want to see where yeah, he was. That's in what Philly he looked like when he now. was playing. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. No, I just wanted to look. Just, just wanted to see. He put on some pounds. I'll, I'll tell you that between oh, yeah, the time. He got and old. He was... Yeah, he got old. He, he, listen, he, man. He, he pulled a Dave Roberts. <laughs> yeah, but listen, man. Like, I, you got to remember, I'm a wrestling fan, so there's dudes in the fifties that are still jack steroids. Yeah. But you know. Yeah. yeah. You know. Mm, no. Now that I'm looking at more photos of Doc. Doc looks good in a polo, but when he's in the suit and everything, he looks very sad. <laughs> he does. Sad, that's because sad things are happening. <laughs> yeah. So we'll pass on Doc. All right. 
Uh, next, we've got uh, Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is fucking goofy. Nick Nurse, <laughs> I like Nick Nurse. Me and my buddy were talking about how I don't understand Toronto fans or any fans who trash Nick Nurse when I don't want to say you have a bunch of no names on that team. Nick Nurse after, looks like, like Bill Engvall. <laughs> yeah, but he's so goofy. He's so goofy. He. That's Nick what Nurse, I mean. How <laughs> do I don't want to say this delicately? I don't think I can. Nick Nurse looks like what a cartoon oh. creator would make a white character look like in an animated TV show. I'm sorry. I, there's no other way I can say it but that. And I feel like I'm not wrong. There's a picture of him doing a thumbs up in one of my images. So, oh, yeah. you see it. You see it. It was yeah. in the candy stripe. Yeah. Go up, go up, go up. Yeah. I feel very justified by my comment. He looks like his favorite, you know, artist is Sade from the 80s. Every time his guy's scoring Bucky, he's like, smooth operator smooth operator he he's so fucking goofy i love nick nurse too yeah but no all right okay like if spolstra ever left i would be like oh, all right next we've got um wes unseld for the washington wizards i am really, I, I thought scotty brooks was still te- you know nah because that's how uh he's going to charlotte yeah, he, <laughs> he might you know irrelevant that organization let's see is. west unsell now i just have him as a player not as a coach hold on hold on a second uh let me just put wizards yeah because i don't think it's because a different with a wiz upsell came in it's like he's dead he, i'm like uh, that can't be right there we go there we go there's there's uh west it's unsell. west unsell jr yeah yeah you got me scared man yeah. i'm like what the guy are you I need more than just. Yeah, they're trying to resurrect Kobe all these times, and maybe they finally got one. <laughs> I mean, I need more than. I just Is have it this. me or a lot of the first year coaches have like the same tailor between him, between when well, Nate McMillan's not the first top coach, but it was his first full season because it was interim last year, and then Jamal, um, whatever his name is. I feel like they all have the same tailor of clothing. I need mm. diversity in my suits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you I'm got not, it from Nick I'm Nurse. Not, I'm not feeling it. You got it from Nick Nurse. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm All not right. feeling Wes. Okay, so uh, that's it. That's that's it for the uh, NBA. The only vacancies are in Utah and Charlotte for now, and then that's and I I, I doubt they will uh, unseat who Charles is going to pick right now. I think James to give a shout out. James Bereggio, no. Because we're, we did it for Quinn Snyder, so I'll do it for James Bereggio. I'm not going to count um, Kenny Atkinson stopping by for a cup of coffee. So, <laughs> east side, baby, it's got to be Spo. Yeah. Spo's my handsome yeah, man. Yeah, there we go. And then in the finals, it is Jason it's, Kidd versus yep. Eric Spolstra. And, and Jason Kidd wins that. Ah, uh, another win for the Mavs against the Heat. All Sorry. right. Okay, that's fine. So Jason Kidd moves on to the to the final versus Gabe Kapler and uh, Sean McVay. That next one, next hockey ne- is gonna be hysterical. Ne- yeah, because ne- <laughs> <laughs> this is like I have nothing. I know like yeah. certain dudes. Oh, you know, like pasty white Canadian guys. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Get- I-, I-, I would have to hear them to see how sexy their accents are. Ah, <laughs> uh, hear that a boot. You know, oh, you've been there. All right, get some Tim Hortons. There you go. All right, so we're at 55 minutes. Oh, man, Andrew's still not here. 
Huh. I want to go to non-sponsors, but he's still ain't here. Um, how can I kill five minutes? Or four minutes now. Hmm. I, I... Damn it, I kind of want him for baseball on this one, though. Yeah. I was our group chat conversation last yeah. night. I'm still not over that. Oh, because I, yeah. I went on the deep dive, man. Oh yeah, no, was, that was oh, an actual analytical thing that I saw. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, because what matters to me, preview for everybody listening, what matters to me most is Garrett Cole getting his contract. Yeah, you know, living up to that contract, the mm-hmm. expectations. Almost had the no no, one earned run, didn't leave anybody. It was Holmes that did, and I'm like. This doesn't make sense. And part I mean, of the it's, problem, it's your, you, the, the runners that you're responsible for. I mean, that's it's always been. I mean, I, I get that, but how I'm looking at it is that he only let one guy in, and the guys that he set up was like in second, but Holmes is the one that let up the double, the score. And I can get if it's on third and it's a single, but there was something amiss. And I'm mm. like, this, this isn't because you know what happens is now they've removed the analytics to add quality starts. Yeah, I'm gonna quality start, and I hate that because there is a sense of oversimplifying. And in my baseball for analytics, I like analytics to have certain things for baseball. I like the whole slashing um, scale for hitters. I think slugging matters. I think OPS matters um, because it really give it takes into account certain things. I don't like it in other sports like hockey and oh, basketball. Oh, speaking, yeah. We, after you finish your thought, I, I know what we could talk about right now. They're they're doing the NHL awards right now. Oh, so, well, do we want to do that with him or? I, I guess. I mean, I could just rattle him off real quick because I feel like we'll, we'll, we'll get through to baseball. We haven't talked about baseball in like a couple weeks. But does he want to talk about hockey? Because, you know, his, his precious life. Two oh. games to one right now. It's two games to one. Like, there's always a possibility, but uh, we'll and, see. I, mean, and I think uh, I had something on combat sports as well because hmm. there was Better Biv versus Smith. And then there was stuff with UFC. But damn it, I lost the thought process of it because what I can mention, I mention it, it's just not everything's earth shattering. And I think the only thing that we talked about last time was um, I almost said Arturo Gotti. Wow. Canelo Alvarez going up to the light heavy and then getting demolished. And now he's going to go back there and go for the Triple G fight. But damn it, but there was something because I was watching something, you know, because I'll go on like Twitter for my combat feeds because I'm just like, get to the point. I just want to see the knockouts or the submissions. Um, but damn it, I forgot. And I had put it as a mental note. I was like, oh, I'll talk to the boys about this, but it means nothing to me. Hmm. Well, uh, let's see. Well, I think, uh, sh- whatever. You know what? Screw it. We'll, we'll just do non-sponsors right now. And then when Andrew comes, well, he can do his, right? All right. And then we'll uh, we'll just go from there, right? So uh, we're here. I think I have some small segments I can rattle off there that I've been saving for quite a bit. So uh, yeah, the word from our non-sponsors, people, and places, and things, and concepts, and what have you that we've been enjoying the last week. Uh, Charles, do you have anything that you've been enjoying? So Friday, right? Mm. I was hungry Friday. Yeah. I don't really remember what I ate, but I know it wasn't a lot. Oh, I remember. So, well, I'll start with this story. Give a little extra context, and maybe Andrew will pop in. So Friday, I had like a learning conference with all the other DB Center attorneys, um, a smaller segment. So I, it was like from ten to one, really weird timing. And then my coworker, she she should just be my own sponsor sometimes. She brought in like cookies that she had baked, and they were delicious. I had twelve of them. Um, I kid you not. But my entire meal of that day was just twelve cookies and a Jocko Discipline Energy Drink, which tastes like ass, but did give you an energy. Neither of my non-sponsors, those the cookies for money are 
worthy of being on sponsors. But I got home because I left the office at like three that day because I have a lot of PTO that's building up that's almost at max. So I'm like taking some short Fridays until I take my big vacation. Mm-hmm. So I go. I'm at home. I'm, I'm I'm continuing my Stranger Things catch up because we call it the white people show in the chat. Um, <laughs> I feel like people need context sometimes. Look, season four is really good. I'm not even going to lie. I finally caught up with the Kate Bush scene, and now I know. But I was starving, man. I was so hungry. And it has been a bit. And for when I say a bit, it has been like two weeks since I had a little taco in my life. And I love tacos. I'm a taco fiend. Mm. And I understand what everybody's saying right now who knows me if they're listening. Oh, no, Charles. You don't like the right kind of tacos. You like those gourmet tacos from Taco Shack. You don't get the real ones tacos with the onion soldier. I know. I don't discriminate against my tacos. I just like all tacos. Mm -hmm. I I open arms. But I want some Taco Shack. So I ordered three tacos. They now have chicken empanadas on chicken empanada and it's so good because it's like a caribbean jerk chicken empanada so i'm like ooh, and i ordered their version of platanos taco shack and stewart yes right. and i ordered their um their platanos which i wish they gave me more of get excited that. i'm already excited you know but it, it was just cool i forgot i ordered the barber or the cowboy i ordered the carne i ordered um and the uh mojo chicken mm-hmm and the empanada was so good too. And I smashed that. I ate all of it. All of it, Francisco. Right, That's yeah. three tacos, an empanada, and cut size, bite size platanos with like a soda Hell or yeah. iced tea. And Hell man, yeah. it was only like 20 bucks too. That's the crazy part. I'm, and it was I'm just right now. worth it. And it was so good. And I love they to go there. I usually get salad, like, I got the chicken, they got the ground beef, the port, the birria. Mm. Oh yeah, they they have a Cuban form of it, so they'll have like Ooh, little diced pork and then yeah, the little yeah, yeah. string fries. Yeah. They're good for variety. Yes, it is not authentic Mexican tacos. I, I have a place to go, but this is right by my job, and I typically get it like every couple of Thursdays. But I've been on the road a lot lately, splitting between here, Fort Pierce, and Vero Beach, so we don't get that. That's why Fat's Chicken was getting so much love, and so was JoJo's. <laughs> but we gotta remember where we started from. And Taco Shack's always been good. You can get burritos there. You can get um, quesadillas. You can get the tres amigos, the three amigos. You know, get Ooh, get a little bit they of bite. Crispy octopus them. right there with that spicy mayo. Hell yeah! I haven't tried any of their seafood based stuff, but I'm not against it. Uh-huh. You know, but you know, when you want something, you go get something. I was craving that because it's been about three weeks. tartar sauce. I want to know what Yo, that tastes like. Yeah, yeah. And they also started adding in some snacks and everything like that, some sweets. I mean, if they got tres leches in there, I'm just I'm just set up. But <laughs> I, I've always loved me some Taco Shack. It's just so good. We support it. We love it. Um, you know, they they have a lot of things. I think they also have um, street corn now. So it's yeah, like I'm yeah. so I'm so ready to attack it. Yeah. Because anybody, it, it, it's a cool hangout place for people. I just pick up my food and go. I either bring the food back to the office or I just take home and eat it. But it was needed. I've been thinking about it. I love it so much. Um, I I understand it is not Joe. It's not a basic taco hmm. that everybody's used to, and I don't hate on those basic tacos. But every now and then, I need a little creativity in my life. I need joie de vivre in my mm-hmm. in my uh, my Hispanic foods, as we call it. And you know, are they based on white owners? Probably. They even had Joditos, I think. That's what trips me up the most. I'm like, what? You're, you're getting up everybody. But whoever cooks it, I love you. You know, whoever mm-hmm. owns these ashes, I love you. You have fed me many times. And you know what the weird part is? 
I keep forgetting to sign up for the rewards thing, and I should because they they even know me because I, I go in there with my mask and I'm in the suit. Yeah. And they're like they're like, what's awesome? like hey, what's up, man? And I just go. <laughs> but uh, Taco Shack and Stewart get you some, right? I understand that they're not the OG original tacos, but I don't care because you know some people like one thing, some people like another. But as long as you have tacos in your life, everything's gonna be fine, kids. Everything's gonna be fine. Promo code, not your basic taco. Nice. Very good. Uh, I like this. I like this a lot, man. There's there's a few things on here that I'm just like, hmm. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, I guess I, well, I have to be next. We have no so, choice, right? <laughs> I guess I have to be next. So, all right. So I went back to uh, West Palm Beach to visit uh, family. Father's Day weekend, of course. A bunch of stuff and everything like that. Hang out with the kiddos as well. The, the niece and the nephews. So that, just doing all of that stuff for for a bit i played some switch and everything like that but i actually had a physical activity that i did on sunday charles tell me uh so very very out of character but for me but hey man you gotta do gotta do it for the for the children okay i went to a, a little place called uh defy uh i think it's called miami whatever or not, not miami but defy gravity thing it's one of those trampoline parks oh like the little bouncy ones yeah i know that sounds like redundant but it's like all right yeah there it is all right i found it uh yeah defy trampoline parks they've got a a bunch of locations all over the place but they opened one in west palm beach because it's it's fairly new for the most part and you you go and you you bounce around and try to avoid getting a concussion so uh i've never and been... everybody we're old so yeah. this is more dangerous to us yeah. than well believe me the, I, I was feeling it later on that day and especially the the morning afterward on monday God. <laughs> I, I was feeling it because my body was doing things it shouldn't have and uh, yeah but uh i i enjoyed it uh just uh keeping an eye on, on the niece and nephew so they don't get uh concussions or anything like that but for the most part, you go in, you have to buy these special socks, and they have, like, the, the non-slip socks. You have to buy one of those. Mm-hmm. So, you know, liability issues, all that stuff, right? And uh, for the most part, they kind of just uh, give you, like, a little wristband. You, you're in there for 90, for 90 minutes. You get 90 minutes, and then uh, the colored wristband, after, uh, like, a certain time, they'll say, hey, everybody who has this colored wristband has to leave, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, you go in and, and they just kind of let you have at it. There's only a few things in there where uh, you, you you need like an actual employee there so to make sure you don't uh, kill yourself or anything like that. But uh, I don't know. It, it just felt different. Just bouncing around the trampoline. You got to kind of get used to it. Uh, it Do really they have fun. like the little green safety pad stuff? Because there's there's air urban air by where I live that has mm-hmm. like a similar thing. Yeah, I, I mean they got it. yeah they got uh, they had like a dodgeball thing which was pretty cool with really soft really soft balls not not not, really, not, not anything that you would get a concussion from not like wow. the uh, not not rubber dodgeballs of course they can't do that uh, they have the uh, the battle beams which is kind of like. Uh, you know, like an American Gladiator, you know, that type of thing, where mm-hmm. you just kind of try to shove yourself into into the pit. That was fun. I did that with my nephew. Um, I let him win. I didn't. Uh... <laughs> you see, you and, I, you're, you and I are two different people. Mm-hmm. Because of my nephew, he's 14. I remember, like, where's Oh, no, no, he's like 14. That. He has to stand up for himself. My nephew's seven, so. All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I would have crushed the seven-year-old. But you and I are two different uncles. <laughs> uh, they had basketball, but I didn't try that. There was a bunch of people trying to shoot into that stuff whatever uh they had a 
They had like a little obstacle ninja course, right? Uh, you know, American Ninja Warriors course where you you know jump around and climb and try and make it to the end. Had a few of those. Mm -hmm. They had a big two big giant slides to go down as well. Uh, they have a big giant open area. We just a bunch of trampolines, just jump around and things like that. Um, parkour stuff. You know, you're running up uh, a, like a running up like a, they yeah, they call it the wall tramp or all that stuff like that. You're running it up uh, an extreme wall, feeling like Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, they had a zip line, a uh, big, uh, a big uh, swing. You can just kind of jump into the pit. Uh, just fun. It's it's really fun. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wouldn't mind going back to to try it and stuff like that. Uh, there was a there were a, a couple of guys in there doing American Ninja Warrior things because you could tell that they were training for that. God, <laughs> which. You know, surrounded by a bunch of like uh, preteens and and uh, you know uh, and children, looks a little weird. Uh, but whatever, they paid for it. They can go do what they want, right? You know, right? So that that's fine. But they they were there. And uh, aside from that, uh, I don't know. You, you can get a membership and you know get a slightly cheaper price if you want to. But I don't know. It's not something I would think that I do every day. <laughs> um but yeah i would yeah. be concerned if people did everything like i'm not trying to judge people's life but mm -hmm. how much is to just buy the trampoline yeah so yeah defy uh you know amusement park or gravity park whatever you want to call it uh promo code uh concussion because <laughs> i think i banged my head a little bit too hard on something <laughs> probably shouldn't have gone to sleep but whatever i woke up Okay, so, uh, I mean, gosh, man, I was kind of planning for Andrew to be here about this part of the show. Uh, well. And I was gonna, had hockey ready to go, right? Any show are happening. Uh, baseball a little bit, especially with uh, uh, the recent series between the Yanks and the Rays and, and, and the, the conversation you guys had. But you know what? We can always just kind of default to some of the stuff that we always do. It's like gaming, right? Mm -hmm. can always default to that. Uh, still haven't completed Death Stranding, Charles. I'm, I'm trying. I'm really I, I trying. mean, I, I, tr I made a conscious decision last night to go to, go to bed, <laughs> which, like, I came home, I sat down, I laid down on the bed, and I, I turned on the PC, but I just kind of sat there. I'm just like, do I, do I really want to load it up and, and try this right now? And I decided by that point. I had already the time had gone by and I was just like you know what it's not happening tonight and the thing with that game is it doesn't give you a jolt of energy I, I like how therapeutic it is as well it is it is it but is. it's not like splashy splashy explosion right so you, you, you realize you're old yeah I but part of the splashy splashy explosion part is like I don't mind that it doesn't have that and and look, that was the criticism against the game when it came out, right? People didn't get it. And Kojima was like, well, you know, Americans just don't get it. And and I, I can kind of agree with him on that, right? Some cultures there, everybody thought it was going to be Metal Gear. That's what everybody mm -hmm. thought it was going to be. But it's not. It definitely is not. But I, uh, I guess uh, I just have to push the story along. I think that that was kind of my thing. I was... I got a little too bogged down on the finding the lost cargo out in the open field, you know, yep. and trying to deliver those and trying to uh, finish off all the deliveries in, the, in each of the, the different points, the distribution points, 
and trying to connect the Cairo network. I was kind of and trying to create the roads and stuff like that. Like that's that's what I focused on because I'm like I want to make the end game a little easier for myself, right? By just constructing the road and just getting everything done. And I probably bogged myself down, but hopefully maybe by doing all that once I get going again because I'm about I'm 30 hours in. Jesus, I'm 30 hours in. I'm uh, from. I'm on chapter five. Oh, you are nowhere near close, man. Yeah, there's 14 chapters. I know. I looked it up. I looked it up. I'm 30 hours in, and I, and I, I think I kind of discouraged myself because I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I can beat this in a month, and it's not looking like that. It's not and looking you see, like that. That's why I take a different approach, mm. because I, I try to push on through the story and not allow myself to get sucked up to side missions until like 15 hours in. Like, mind you, I did some of the side orders because I want to build the relationships at higher Cairo network. Right. But I, I started, um, Fragile's episode. Like episode three, yeah. so now I gotta go to South City and then Mid City or whatever it is to kind of go from there. Like my my hype for the game is it's beautiful, it is engaging because it's curious, and people might say it's boring, but really at the heart of it, it's a survival game that's also yeah. simulation, mm-hmm. and you don't have the capacity to fight certain things. The problem is, is I think some people they know it's the engine from Phantom Pain, and they want oh, to yeah. be exactly like Phantom Pain, but that's not the whole point. But it's very much Phantom Pain. Um, I, I, I'm so curious to invest into it, but here's the thing. If I keep it to a story component, um, I think I'll be happy with it because unless I'm getting weaponry and all this stuff, because you don't, you don't get money, you don't get all the things there, but it's just interesting. And yeah, you eventually start getting better, uh, equipment to, yeah, to take care of the, the BTs and, and even the mules. Yeah, I mean, I gotta tell you though, yeah. after the boss in episode two, mm. I I knew I was in to be in. Yeah. Um, because I thought that was very cool. Because yeah. you don't want to play. Yeah, you don't want to play a game that puts you at a disadvantage the entire time. That's mm. for a long. It's not like the game Outlast or even like Silent Hill, where they're digestible games are like 10, 12 hours, and that's it because you really are weaponless for the majority of the game. Um. But Death Stranding is a very good game. You just have to... It, it, it's kind of like, you know how people tell you to give Dark Souls a try, and you're like, but I don't want to die and have to learn placements of killing things you know, over and over again. Mm-hmm. The same thing I would say with Death Stranding, because it might not be the immediate hit that you need, but there, it's very cinematic, and it's a very... It, poetic is the word I'll actually use. I mean, granted, the problem is Kojima is... A little pretentious, where obviously like, you have a, a weapon. Called, right? I'm being kind because we both support him. I know. But we have him with like strands and then with knots and then, you know, which Sam Porter bridges. So a lot of it's on the nose, but it is good. It's it's enjoyable. And Andrew jumps on, so this is perfect. Hey, guys. Hi. What's up, dude? Uh, we, we got, we got I have a uh, I have, uh, lesson of the day. Hmm. If you can afford it, Get a, get a car that isn't going to break down every couple of months. Uh, well, some, sometimes it's more about where life leads you mm-hmm. before you can actually do it. But I feel you. And speaking of vehicles that break, um, there actually some relatively breaking news. There was a plane crash at Miami International uh, less than an hour ago. This is literally how he joins the show. <laughs> woe to him. Woe to people on the play. Oh boy. So just the just kind of the the cliffs notes. Um, 
it was a plane uh, scheduled to land, I think, 5.30. So it may have actually been longer than uh, the news article said. But it was coming in from Santo Domingo, uh, Dominican Republic. When it landed, the landing gear collapsed. Oh, okay. All right. Not like... Uh, okay. So it wasn't like total destruction. It was... You know, it's kind of, of like the wheels t- fell t- off t- in a sense, right? Right. And kind of skid, you know, some fire, some fuel spill. Uh, only three people had to go to the hospital for minor injuries. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it blocked up the highway where I was driving. I was driving on the 836. Oh, and boy. Damn. Okay. Well, welcome back, Andrew. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you I'm glad I left I'm glad I left work earlier than um all right. Well, uh we just did a word from non sponsors, so do you have a non sponsor so we can just kinda you know, have you uh, talk about what you were enjoying over the last week? Uh or we can loop back around when you get it. Yeah, I'm I'm still kinda settling in here, so yeah. Okay, well uh let's uh, gosh, where do we go from here? Let's talk about baseball. We haven't talked about baseball in a while, right? Oh, I want to talk hockey. You want to talk hockey? You want to? <laughs> told you. I told you. All right. Well, yeah, we already got the basketball talk out of the way, and the NHL awards are happening. Well, it just happened. So, um, all right, Andrew. So, uh, where do you want to go? NHL awards, Stanley Cup. Well, we can start with the NHL awards. I haven't seen who won, so. Oh, okay. So this will be a interesting endeavor for you. And uh, we went through the handsomest NBA head coaches. Ooh, which conference? Uh, we well, we finished the Eastern Conference and we crowned a uh, a champion. Right. Uh, who? Uh... So the Jason East. Kidd. Who won? Who won? Jason Kidd defeated Eric Spolstra. So the Dallas Ooh. Mavericks defeated the Heat once again. And Nick Nurse is fucking goofy. Yeah. So that uh, Andrew's return is sponsored by Orbix. Okay, your favorite cities, airports, and aircraft start flying in a flight sim. So there you go. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's funny. <laughs> How is it that you're the worst one out of all three of us? Oh god. <laughs> Like, Andrew's obviously the straight man of the comedy, and there's times where you're, like, I might be the Michael Scott, you're the Michael Scott, and then all of a sudden you become the Todd Packer. <laughs> well, I didn't mean for that to happen, but it is, it is hilarious. It's almost as bad as the Chris Rock rant that you went on, which I found hysterical. And no ooh, ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I Oh, where were we? What happened? I I I lost, I lost a bit of control there. Um, yeah, NHL awards. NHL awards. Here we go. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm surprised so, you're not going to give a plug to Flight Simulator. Oh, do you want to learn how to not crash a plane? Play this game on at Microsoft PC. Okay. So let's see. I, I just, oh gosh, they still haven't updated. Hold on, let me just go. I'm trying to get to the official NHL site. So, uh, uh, Keenan Thompson hosted again, by the way. Keep it on that. 
Yeah, well, he, he was in Mighty Ducks too, so they, they keep doing that, right? Keep, that connection. I'm surprised because uh, NBC, I thought it would be like an ABC person, you know? But uh, anyways, NHL Awards 2022. Give me an actual, actual list here, guys. All right, here we go. All right, so the Calder Trophy. For best rookie. Best rookie of the year goes to... Uh, Moritz Sider. Okay. That's, uh, that is one hell of an upset there, if, if I'm being honest. So, Moritz Sider, he beat out, uh, Michael Bunting and Trevor Zegras, who, uh, of course, uh, a lot of people like uh, from uh, just some of the shows. Trevor Zegras! I mean, uh, Zegras was, of course, the popular pick, I would say, from a, uh, I guess, perspective of just, you know, some of the flashiness. He had some controversy because he's a guy who actually shows emotion. You know what I mean? Because uh, NHL is kind of like baseball in that there's a bunch of old fogies who just want the players to be all serious and whatnot. But uh, NHL needs to have some personality. So uh, it, it would have been nice with him. But Mort Sider from the Detroit Red Wings, defenseman. Okay, um, let's see. What was the stats for this season? Uh, let's see. He played all 82 games, uh, scored seven goals. Man, a whopping 43 assists. So 50 points total this season. Minus nine, but whatever. He's on Detroit. They're still rebuilding. They're getting there, but they, they, they're still not there yet. But uh, I, I, I fear for the day when the Red Wings are good again because uh, the same guy that... Uh, help build those lightning right now uh is building those red wings yeah so, stevie y yeah and so uh norris trophy for the best for best defenseman yes is uh kale mccarr not surprising yep beat out victor hedman and roman yossi from nashville a lot of people a lot of people are saying that kale mccarr is the heir apparent to hedman i could see that um but there are some people already saying that he's better, and I strongly disagree with that because Hedman is still – I think he's been a finalist in six straight seasons. Yeah, and that's a – And he has won. Yeah, and like he's once, – once a defenseman has it on lock, he's on lock. Uh, right. And, so, I mean, he will – his – he will go down eventually because age is a thing. Yeah. But – it's it's still Hedman's league. Well, Makar. Well, we'll see because it might be Makar's league after uh, this series. Okay, so, uh, but Makar scored uh, twenty eight goals, seventy seven games played, uh, fifty eight assists, eighty six points, a plus forty eight. And remember, the Avs just scored a. I mean, we're seeing it in this series, uh, the first two games out in Colorado, but they they score a ton of goals, and he helps them score a ton of goals. Um, he's really good at what he does. He's not just an offensive; he's an actual defenseman. That's the scary thing. So, right, uh, he's he's up there with Hedman and Yossi, uh, two really good players. Uh, the Lady Bing Trophy. So this this Charles, if do you know what the Lady Bing Trophy is, Charles? No. <laughs> well, it, this is new, and I've been on the show for what? Yeah. Four? The four years yeah well uh alexander barkov has won it in the past and it's it's a very it's a very hockey award let's just say um it's for and this is the uh actual uh description of what it's for 
it's 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 for the player a judge to have exhibited the best type of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. So it's like the. I, if, I, if if I may, I'd like to break that down into English. <laughs> it basically means the guy that played good and didn't get a lot of penalties. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nothing to do about not being a dick because you had me thinking. It was like, oh hey, you didn't get arrested. Well, a lot of those guys. You didn't who, have to settle twenty sexual. A lot of those guys who are basically some of the least dickiest players in the NHL. So that's the thing. But also, uh, some of it is luck because. Yeah, I just, mean, not, it's not, it's kind of like how everyone in everyone on Earth speeds, but they don't get a parking ticket for it. Mm-hmm. Everyone, to some extent, is going to commit a penalty at some point because, you know, by the letter of the law, if you put your stick into the guy's back, it's a cross check. If you hit him into the boards too hard, it's boarding. If you rough somebody up, you know, like face wash, it's roughing. Hmm. I still feel like Andrew needs to watch Shorzy, man. Like, that would be his job. Yeah, just to get some of the, the, yeah, he'll, he'll know the nomenclature of the show for sure. Um, I, and for for if, if you're even wondering extra here, this is kind of my semi Andrew verse. Uh, uh, L- Lady Bing was the wife of Lord Bing, the twelfth Governor General of Canada from 1921 through 26. All right, just in case you were wondering. Uh, okay, next the King Clancy Trophy, Charles. It's another very Canadian award. Do you know what this is about? No, this is like, aside from you guys explained to me in the past, um, like the President's Trophy and all that stuff, and then the soon-to-be Carvajal Trophy. Okay, so this is the, uh, let's see, so it's it's a specific, it's officially described as the, uh, the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice, and who has made a significant humanitarian contribution to his community. Basically so like the, award? like the Roberto Clemente Award. Okay. In baseball, there you go, right? Yeah, or the Walter Payton Award, the same thing. Yeah. So uh, I always except thought, all, instead of being named for game change, except for uh, except instead of being named for a game changing, world changing player, it's named for some old white guy who's been dead for like a hundred years. Sounds uh, about right. Uh, so uh, it's it's named in honor of Francis King Clancy. Andrew, who was a former player of the original Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they became a coach, a referee, and a team executive. So, there you go. That's who it's Okay, so that, that's like the one exception. <laughs> well, no, they've got the Richard, Rocket we'll, Richard we'll, Award. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll get to them. So, uh, yeah, so that's P.K. Subban. He uh, won the award this time. All right? And he beat, he beat out Ryan Getzlaff and Darnell Nurse. Okay. Uh, the William M. Jennings Trophies uh, was awarded to the tandem of, uh, uh, let's see, Auntie Ranta and Frederick Anderson. And that is the lowest, I think it's goals allowed, or is it gold against average? Uh, I th- hold on, let me, let me, let me actually confirm that, because I, I, I don't, ex- I think it's goals allowed, but let me see. It might be GAA. Um but it's it's not awarded. So Charles, it's not awarded to one person. It's awarded to the top two goaltenders for a particular team. Yeah. 
So let's see the. So William... how often are you swift in switching like goaltenders? That's my question. Uh, Depends on the you team. Because that's the thing. Why is another guy just going to be a reserve it's, guy? It's like what you would say, like a seventy thirty or eighty twenty split. Yeah, I'd say. Um, yeah, I'd say like you know. I think Vassy will usually play like 50 something games. Mm-hmm. So Brian Elliott would get the other 30 or whoever the backup is. So William N. Jennings was an executive of the NHL and his trophy. Uh, so that's who it's named after. And as far as the trophy is concerned, given to the goaltenders playing a minimum of 25 games for the team with the fewest goals scored against. There you go. So that's that's what it is. And yeah, so, so the Carolina Hurricanes, basically. It, it's almost a team award in a sense, but it's the Carolina Hurricanes this season. Okay. All right. And bear in mind, it's just 25 games. So actually, in theory, could go to multiple play, uh, multiple goalies if, like, let's say all of them were even if, or if you have, like, goaltender by committee sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But generally, it's going to be two goaltenders. All right. The Vesna Trophy. So... I the, know that trophy. There you go. Best goalie in the league. Igor name Shesterkin. For former, name for one of kind of the first great goaltenders, George Vesna. Yep. So, yeah, uh, Igor Shesterkin of the New York Rangers won. Not surprised beat at out, all. Beat out Jacob Markstrom from Calgary and UC Saros from Nashville. So, there you go. Yeah, had himself one hell of a season. Next is the Bill Masterton Trophy. And this is kind of like the uh, comeback player of the year award. Yeah. Okay. So this, uh, yeah, and, and and almost not. It's yeah, for the most part, that's that's what it is. Sometimes it, I mean, it's technically. I'm just I'm giving you like the layman's explanation. Like with the uh, Lady Bing Award, you have all this flowery language, but at the end of the day, it's who is a good player who didn't get a lot of penalties. Here, it's like in the past. Uh, forget his name, Brian Boyle, uh, was diagnosed with cancer, had to take a few months off to get chemo, and he came back and played decently well, mm-hmm. uh, considering that he was a grinder player. He's not like a superstar, um, and he got the award. So, so it's, it's that kind of thing. It's officially labeled as who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey. So. I.e., you went through something yeah. and came back. <laughs> Yarmo Yager won it with the Panthers. It was just basically like, you're still playing? <laughs> that right, one just give it to you. Fucking old. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this uh, this season went to Carey Price. Makes sense. Uh, beat out Kevin Hayes and uh, Zdeno Chara. So to give uh, Charles... Uh, so Carey Price, who's the starting goaltender long-time starting goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens, um, went through a lot of shit yeah. uh, over the past year. He um, he was injured, so that was kind of the start of it. But then he had, I don't know, drug, alcohol abuse problems, I don't know. Yeah. So he publicly, which is very brave of him, I'll have to, I have to fully admit, uh, said that he was going into their player assistant, the NHL player assistance program, um, which is kind of like league supported rehab, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Then he had another, then he had a setback with his injury rehab. Uh, and he finally came and play, came back at the end of the season, played like, I don't know, three games maybe. Yeah. But it was the fact that he got through all of that and still made it back to play. Uh, that gave him the award. So, all but, right. Good on you, Carrie. I'm, I'm very proud of you. I'm happy that you were able to get through that. I remember reading about that. We might have mentioned it on the show when it did happen. Uh, just basically mentioned, hey, go go get your help, man. Go go do your thing. Um, next is the uh, Selk Trophy. So Selkie. This, yeah, the Selkie Trophy. Yeah, I always say Selk. Uh, the Selkie Trophy. Um, it's awarded to the, the, the forward, the forward who demonstrates the most skill in the defensive component of the game. So this, these are your best two-way players. A guy, an offensive, uh, a forward that can actually play defense. Uh, this season, and oh, lo and behold, uh, Patrice Bergeron is winning again. My boy Patrice Bergeron in yeah. the Boston Bruins. The no, Brad Marchand. You're thinking of Marchand. Oh. No, yeah, well, he's a teammate of Marchand for a long yeah. time. Right, but Charles's boy is Brad Marchand. Well, he's part of the Brad Marchand. Yeah, exactly. So I, I support those who are part of the Brad Marchand. Yeah, so. Okay. Uh, uh, Bergeron, he's 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 had a lock on this award for a long time. Uh, he and uh, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's gonna get his number retired in Boston and all that type of stuff. Uh, and uh, Elias Lenholm uh, came up as well. He he lost out, and so did Alexander Barkov, who hopefully will take over once Bergeron's done with all this. <laughs> uh, How many times Bergeron won? Ooh, let me see. Uh, he's uh, he's got the most in NHL history. He's got five now. So, yeah, he's, he's had it on lock for quite a bit. Uh, next is the Jack Adams, uh, which is the coach of the year. And it was Daryl Sutter of the um, uh, Calgary, Calgary Flames. So he beat out Andrew Bunette of the Panthers and Gerard Gallant of the Rangers. What does John Cooper have to do? That's your coach, right? That's his name? Yeah. He's won in the past, right? Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a three-peat, or at least getting there, and I understand they probably had their votes not counting the postseason, but it's still kind of impressive. I don't know. Hmm. That's just me. Well, I mean, Eric Spolster is number one, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's cursed in the NBA. Yeah. There's a lot of guys who win coach of the year and get fired. Having George Casey, <laughs> having George Carl. Yeah. So, let's see, he won... Uh... He has never won the Jack Adams Award. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that, only, the Jack Adams has kind of cursed itself too. So he's only won twice. He's only been nominated twice: 2013, 2014, and 2018, 2019. So he might be the Eric Spolster of the NHL. <laughs> but the the the. Let me see. Yeah. All right. Okay, I, I'm gonna say this now. I'm gonna say this. John Cooper, please. I, I'm looking up the stats now. John Cooper, don't please, ne- or NHL voters, please do not ever give John Cooper the Jack yeah, Adams Award. It's, it's the same thing as NBA Coach of the Year. Because in the two years that Cooper's been nominated, we've been swept in the first round. Oh, oh. so that's the secret. So that's what we got to so do. So 2013, 2014, we were swept. Hmm. We were the... The two seed in the Eastern Conference, or two seed in the Atlantic, uh, and we were swept in four games by Montreal. And then 
of course, the 2018-2019 season, we all know what happened there. When we okay. got swept by Columbus, remember that one? Yeah. Andrew, just take over for a bit here. I got the uh, the Nexus Ted, Ted Lindsay Award. So uh, just real quick, real quick. Just one second, all right? I got to make a quick phone call. Okay, no. I have to look this award up. Ted Lindsay is a former player. Uh, so... Oh, yeah, that's right. It used to be called the Lester B. Pearson Award, uh, but it was renamed for Ted Lindsay in 2010. Um, what is I'm getting it? Lester was an old man who had some legacy in the game. Prime Minister of Canada. Oh, okay. <laughs> you would... What, the Woodrow Wilson Award in baseball goes to exactly. See, I, I in hindsight, I I I neglected to mention like the Rocket Richard Trophy, uh, which is for most goals. Um, I, I neglected to mention a few awards that are named after players, but That's just so strange. you have a lot of awards that are named after really random old white people. Or is it such um, Canadian pride? They're like, we're just going to right. Like the Stanley <laughs> Cup, and believe me, I would never have the Stanley Cup's name changed ever because it's such an awesome name. But it's named after the guy who bought the damn thing. I mean, that makes sense. Something but um, and then actually, fun fact: the uh, tr- the trophy, the championship trophy for the NWHL, which is. Uh, the National Women's Hockey League, or now called the Premier Hockey League, um, is called the Isabel Cup, which is named after the daughter of Lord Stanley. That I remember from our first foray into this game. Um, and coincidentally, the reigning champion is the Boston Pride. So Boston rules in women's hockey, at least, not so much in men's hockey right now. No. Um all right, um, so I was just explaining that I totally forgot that the Ted Lindsay Award used to be the Lester B. Pearson Award, and I was explaining to Charles that this is another one of those, that name was one of those old yeah, white, yeah. white guys. He was mm-hmm. the Prime Minister of Canada. Yeah. That's all he was. Well, <laughs> although he did win the Nobel Peace Prize in 1957, but... It's not like he played professional hockey or anything. He played in college, and that's it. Yeah. So, again, not denigrating or downplaying any of his accomplishments, but it's it's not like the Cy Young Award where it's actually named after a player. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, most outstanding player in the regular – oh, yeah, this is the NHLPA's basically uh, MVP in a sense. And yeah, Austin Matthews. That's player voted by the players. Yeah, Austin Matthews won out over Roman Yossi and Connor McDavid. So there you go. And then next is the the Rocket Richard, but these are basically based on stats at this point, right? So this is this is whoever scored the most goals, and that was uh, Austin Matthews scored sixty. Uh, the... And then Rocket Rocket obviously was not his first name; it was right. Maurice. Yeah, but he was a. Uh a stud of a player back in the fifties and the sixties for yeah. the Canadians. Um, Next is the, this is one of the fairly newer awards. Um, it's the Messier leadership award. So 
It's named after Marc Messier, who was probably one of the uh, most notable captains in NHL history. And of course, a hockey, hockey Hall of Famer himself. Good and current analyst for ESPN. That's yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, and it's officially uh, known as an award that recognizes an individual as a superior leader within their sport and as a contributing member of society. Um, that sounds like a lot like the other. In a sense, uh, let's see. The award is given to a player selected by the Hockey Hall of Fame center Mark. Oh, this is literally Mark Messier ordering people stuff because he's Mark Messier. <laughs> It's it's whoever he feels is an individual who leads by positive example through on-ice performance, motivation of team members, and a dedication to community activities and charitable causes. So it's like a second award. Yeah, yeah, kind of, Charles. It is kind of like a second award, but just in the eyes of Mark Messier. Which I'm not 100% sure why he would get the honor of doing it, because... Like Wayne Gretzky was a captain. Yeah, but Mark Messier has the connection between uh, the the like the Canadians with the Oilers dynasty and the New York Rangers. So I, Messier, because yeah. I know Gretzky played for the Rangers too, but it was at the end of his career. And like Messier was like the guy who made the guarantee and all that stuff. Like I don't know, maybe that's why. Maybe it's all Mark. I, I, I have absolutely nothing against Mark Messier. Yeah. If you're listening, Mark, you know, we'd yeah. love to have you on the show. Yeah, one of the, oh, one of the guys that, that pulls off the bald look, for sure. Um, you know, follow us on social media, world. Sports Goofs, uh, FJOJR, Charles the True, Dan Frijoles. Ooh, Do we have an underscore thing. in Sports Goofs? <laughs> or is it all one word? At sports underscore Goose, because some, I don't know. Some... I'm just surprised that he brought it in this time. <laughs> I was actually going to mention it earlier, but yeah, I waited on no, it. That was Charles you got to say what the other, follow us on the Twitter. At That's sports yeah. underscore goose because sports goose is taken by I don't know who the hell, but somebody still has it. Which if like next time followers. instead of giving us our cut of the advertising money, we should just use that money to buy sports goose. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much Twitter pays for oh whatever. Anyways no, sure, you have to buy it from the guy directly. Oh really? Oh, I ain't doing that. Uh, <laughs> I'll prevent him from getting a knuckle sandwich. That's how much we want it. <laughs> uh, next is the Art Ross trophy. All right, so that one went to this season, Connor McDavid. Um, so this this is another stats one. It's the player who gets the most points in the season. That's it. And that's points and assists, or that's yeah. goals and assists yeah. combined. Which I'd like to mention something really quick to my uh, basketball-oriented friend here, Charles. Mm-hmm. In basketball, as I've learned, there's only one assist given per point or yes. per score. You yeah. just have the primary, but in hockey, you have a primary and a secondary. So... No, I, I know that. Okay. Because yeah. we've talked about how that should be a stat that's utilized in the NBA instead of plus minuses. All right. And next is uh, the Willie O'Ree Award. Uh, this is Willie O'Ree. Willie O'Ree was the first black hockey player. There you go. In the NHL. Oh. Um, and this, this basically goes to, I guess um, – uh, not players or anything like that, or it goes to like I guess uh, people who work for the teams, but like regular people, not like the GM or anything like that, but like regular people who work for the team. So uh, Noel Acton, I don't know who he or he beat out Meredith Lang and Ryan Francis. I don't know who he works for, but he won. So congratulations, congratulations <laughs> to you, sir. And finally, the Hart Trophy. 
uh, basically the league MVP, league MVP, and it's Austin Matthews. So he just won. So that's does he not to be confused with the the one voted on by the players. Yeah. So this is the league, uh, the uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association, uh, that votes for this, and they awarded it to Austin Matthews, beating out Connor McDavid and Igor Shesterkin. So there you so go. Who's it play for? Now, can I can oh. I go quick? Matthews um, is Toronto. Can I do quick okay. and reverse? Oh yeah, let's do it. Uh, I have to pull this up because I downloaded it on my my phone because I found it so fascinating. Ray uh, Shadow Legends, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's Orbix. <laughs> oh man! And it's Wonderful Flight Simulator. Oh my god! I <laughs> damn. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> Okay, so here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who it was, but there was someone doing an article um, figuring out why the NHL calls it the Stanley Cup Final, singular, mm-hmm. and why the NBA calls it the NBA Finals, plural. Um, and it, whenever I find out who wrote the article, I'll uh, I'll post it for next show, but... I'm going to read out, I'm going to read the article here. First, we call the NHL, which is called its title series, the final since 1918. Quote, the Stanley Cup final is the ultimate series that will crown our champion, Frank Brown, the NHL's group vice president of content integration, said via email. Quote, is a singular event comprised of a series of individual games. While up to seven games may be played, each game is an individual piece. Together, the individual games comprise the final, just as multiple multiple slices comprise a pie. I found the article, by the way. I'm following it right now. It's from the Chicago Tribune from 2014, uh, written by Rhiannon Walker. There you go. Rhiannon. Rhiannon Walker. There you go. Thank you, Fleetwood Mac. I was not going to say it, but the song immediately came into my head. So thank you, Andrew, for You're welcome. giving me. After the show, I'm going to have to listen to that song now because now it's stuck in my head. Uh, but continuing the quote, uh, the individual games are part of the final, but each is not a final of itself, which is what each game would have to be for the plural finals to be used in reference to a multiple number of those games. So then we called the NBA, which has a variety of names for its title series, but settled on finals in 1986. The NBA, however, could not find any officials who would explain or justify the pluralization. So that the reason I thought of that, the reason I came across that was someone on Twitter was talking about how they were very disappointed in the NBA for pluralizing it when they heard about how the NHL, their reasoning behind just calling it the final. Um, so NBA, uh, if you're listening, Adam Silver, get on board, my friend. Call it the final. Or not, and just leave the NHL to do it correctly, and you can sit in your wrongness for all I care. Well, at I least, care at least they got the NBA finals logo correct again. Yes, I, I, I will give them credit for that. They went back to the script. Yeah, um, yeah, because that, that was always nice and fancy. It always brought some air of sophistication to the occasion. And then for like a couple seasons, especially during the, the freaking pandemic, they just went uh, with a block 
script or whatever. So ugly. Like a, so just, ugly. Or not even script, the font. But it, it, yeah, it was just so plain and, and cold. And and uh, they still have it for their other stuff, for like the NBA draft and everything like that. But at the very least, the finals, which deserves something much better, ha- has it now. So that, I'm, I'm happy about that. All right. So that was actually a very brief Andrewverse, um, but I think I, I enjoyed it. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay, so we're at an hour and forty-seven minutes, Andrew. Um, I, I kind of want to. We kind of we went way over last time, uh, so I do want to get to the cage earlier. But hey, it's two to one Stanley Cup Finals. How do you feel right now so far? Uh, well, I'll, I'll keep it brief then. But um, you know, I would be a lot more worried if it was three <laughs> zero. Yeah. Uh, but two zero two one is a lot better. Um, you know, I'm not taking much from the win yesterday, just like a lot of people shouldn't have taken a lot from the 7-0 win uh, the other night. I mean, I took something from it because considering how close the first game was and then all of a sudden we get blown out 7-0, I was wondering, you know, maybe we finally, you know, run out of gas, maybe, potentially. Um but then they showed that fight, and that's what I was looking for. And I was hoping that the Eastern Conference final would repeat itself, where you had the crowd chanting, Igor's better, uh, up at Madison Square Garden. We took our lumps in the first two games, and then we stormed back to win four straight. I'm not saying that we're going to repeat that, because that would be damn hard. Uh, to do it against uh, Colorado. But at least it shows me that there is still some life in the team. Um, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know how to phrase it without sounding like I was being defeatist because I wasn't, but it, the guys were just looking so slow uh, in the two games in Denver. Who knows what it was? It could have been the altitude. Um, that's certainly possible because they're playing literally a mile above sea level. Whereas in Tampa, you're basically at sea level. Um, but it shows that the guys are still in there and their old mantra of basically just not giving up. It's still in there. Um, and it, it shows Colorado and its fans in the NHL that, this series ain't over until the final buzzer sounds uh, when one team has four wins. Um, obviously, my initial prediction is kaput. Um, I mean, we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, but we'll this, this is not going to be – a lot of people are thinking, you know, ooh, the Avalanche might sweep them after seeing the first two games. But – Tampa is still in this baby, and uh, I, I can't wait to win or lose. Um, this has been an awesome run. Uh, hopefully, win, but it just shows they're not giving up, which is fantastic. All right. Okay, so we are uh, heading on over to the cage. I'm. Uh, oh man, this is gonna be fun. Oh, stuff has happened. Here we and go. by the way, I just ah. want to give myself a pat on the back for condensing it into such a short amount of time indeed good job <laughs> we're at 151 charles you ready 
I, I'm very jealous of the fact that they can do that because I was just buying Shredder's Revenge on my Switch as you were doing it. So I'm like, this is like perfect. So we had the conversation at the beginning of the show, and he 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 finally pulled the trigger. So here we go. Okay, oh, can, can I just interrupt really quickly? One more thing. I'm mm. sorry. Yeah. Um, the PlayStation Store is selling Goat Simulator One for three bucks. Yeah. Yeah. The, I have it. Yeah, Gold Simulator 3 is going to come out, so that's probably part of all that. And the funny thing is, it's still the second game in the series. They just decided to just troll us and call it Goat Simulator 3, even yeah. though it's just the second game. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, back to you, Charles. You ready? All right. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Your weekly Truplex of Cage with Charles. Now, full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a combat sport. It's a physical activity about men and women chasing championships establishing legacies trying to beat the holy hell out of each other and then get a little good luck on their side it's about opening doors i swear to christ if i hear for britain door one more at a time it's about um about some dick swaggering is the word i'm going to use today's been a very cursy filled show for charles but it's about a uh, certain billionaires thinking that they're invulnerable to any kind of media speculation no we're not talking about the former president donald trump um this this used to be a segment about me actually talking about wrestling. God, one day we will go back into it. But so many things happen each time, boys, to kind of prevent that from occurring. I just I just want to go back. I just want to go back to just regular talk. But I, I guess we'll kind of do bite-sized stuff to a degree. Then we're going to talk about the big stuff, the big, big stuff. The, um, the situations where, you know, the megalomania comes in of 25 years of horror from one particular billionaire. Anywho, Slammiversary was this weekend. Impact. That's right. There's other wrestling things besides WWE and AEW. I'm shocked too, boys. I'm very shocked. Slammiversary, it's Impact's, um, basically their, their, I would say their WrestleMania. Um, they're celebrating 20 years when they were in TNA to Impact and everything else. Going from there, um, they had a couple matches. I did not watch the highlights of it, but I'll, I'll give you kind of like the, gl the glossing of it. They ha even had like former wrestlers or AJ Styles did a ver uh, video saying, hey, you know, Impact, thanks for having me, which was a good thing from WWE. Because even though WWE has not been very kind lately, I'll, I'll give them the points there. But Jordan Grace won the Knockouts Championship. The Good Brothers are now impact tag team champions the hardest thing about calling impact is i know they used to be tna and i want to call them tna but i know i can't because i pisses off the world it's not who they are now um but good brothers beat the briscoes to become the impact tag team champions you have the impact originals of feeding honor no more so stables going to get stables um we already mentioned jordan grace winning and then josh alexander beat eric young for um to retain his impact championship so there's that let's talk about some other wrestling i'm kind of proud of myself here new japan that isn't forbidden door because y'all know i'm sick of that ish um especially since everybody's getting injured brian danielson might have a concussion he might not be wrestling the car for forbidden door which is this weekend's kind of trash if he's healthy then i'll do like a real bigger impact um maybe a small podcast on it, a small cage session, a bite-sized session, because I don't want to belabor the point on our precious time about a pay-per-view that doesn't even have a full card yet, right? Um, but New Japan has a G1 Climax, which I have talked about in the past with you guys, and that's their big kind of annual thing aside from the Japan Cup where they have 
usually it was block A and block B. Ooh, Shredder's Revenge just downloaded. But they would have block A and block B, and they would just kind of like have it go from there. Whoever wins gets a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom or has a contract for it. However, they made some changes, boys. Are you ready to hear this craziness? This wildness that come in? Instead of having two blocks, now they're having four blocks. And I kind of like it like that reason why i like it like that yeah baby is because it, it kind of deals with the tiebreakers a little bit easier it keeps contained to each block it's almost kind of like that most handsomest coach manager in the sports that we're doing on sports goose where you're not just doing one side versus the other you have semifinals and everything like that and they announce some entrance i'm just gonna give you my predictions right now i said kent is gonna win it all He's in block C. I, I don't know if I mentioned to you guys or I mentioned to my other buddy, but I'll give you my top block guys, and then we'll go from there. So block A is going to be Kazuka Okada winning that. You know, he just lost the title last week to Jay White. Block B is going to be Jay White winning it because you can't have your champion, your world heavyweight champion, not even get to the semifinals. We can all agree with that, right? It, it debases their competitiveness and devalues them. Block C is going to be Kenta. But damn it, now that I see that Tsuya Naito's on there, I'm like, I kind of want to take it back, but I'm in it to win it, right? Mama did raise no punk ass. And then Block D is going to be my boy, The Last Dragon, Shingo Takagi. I'm saying it. I'm calling it now, June 21 at 9.01 p.m., June 21st, 9.01 p.m., 2022, kids. So that's my little thing is I think Kanto will win and go from there, right? We're doing it. It's done. We'll go from there. Um, AEW, they're prepping for the Forbidden Door. We already know about the interim stuff. John Moxley, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'll kind of leave it at that because Dynamite's this Wednesday. Maybe I'll do it Friday, guys. I'm thinking I could possibly find some time. Let's talk about the big stuff. WWE, Money in the Bank. They're setting up. People are qualifying. That's all you need to know. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. We're getting that SummerSlam part 20,000. Um, I'm just going to... Uh, I'm just going to rip the band-aid off it. So Vince McMahon had an affair... And there's like allegations that he also kind of pony her out to do a Chinese finger trap with John Laurinaitis, who's Johnny Ace, who's head of um, creative talent. And if you guys don't know what Chinese finger trap is, just go Google it for the slang term and everything like that. And the person he apparently had an affair with was the paralegal, their legal team. So is she necessarily an employee of WB? I don't know. That's debatable. Or she just works in the legal department because that's usually kind of separate. Right. But then, then came some other things where there might have been nda signed and then some digging into allegations of sexual harassment or sexual abuse i won't say abuse but it, it's always one way to another right i always feel that an allegation of sexual harassment leads to possible sexual abuse allegations as well and i remember when the news broke out what did i send you guys it's happening because this man's gonna outlive me i'm saying that right now if i got another 30 years on this earth this man has another 35 i'm almost certain when you have billionaire money you can avoid a lot right outside of just straight up natural causes so vince mcmahon doesn't know the definition of the word humble and i won't go into the full particulars because this is one of those times where even espn is broadcasting situation so you can actually go to what is apparently the worldwide central sports area and review it right but it's not a good look and i'm gonna tell you why it's not a good look when things came out, the initial reaction was Stephanie McMahon was going to be the interim CEO, 
good for her. Um, there's going to be the board was going to have investigations. There's up to five different law firms investigating the claims of sexual misconduct against him and Johnny Laurinaitis. Vince was going to step down as his acting of CEO, not necessarily creative talent. There is a difference, right? He he wears many hats. Johnny Laurinaitis is probably going to get fired, as it should be. He's the to give you some insight of who John Laurinaitis is. He's the guy who basically says you're fired on all those firings, right? And you think you would just go quietly because I don't think anybody in this country that isn't of a certain upper echelon one percenter likes to tolerate the concept of. Can I say this, Andrew? Am I allowed to say this? You just gotta say yes or no. We'll give you the the inside of it yet, but just tell me yes or no. Okay. I I don't think aside from the top one percent is gonna be supportive of any kind of white old elderly male billionaire having any kind of dick swaggering with allegations of sexual misconduct, sexual abuse. That's only reserved for certain kind of people. We don't encourage that here at Sports Goose. No, no, I think a lot of people do. You think he would go quietly into that good night? That did not happen. This man had the chutzpah to say that he was going to appear, because all this broke down on Wednesday, boys. This man had the chutzpah, the balls, brass tacks of it, to show up on SmackDown to say that he was going to address possible allegations. And then he showed up on Raw last night as well. And what he basically did when he showed up for SmackDown was pull this whole then now forever crap under a minute. And then on Raw was to say that they're going to celebrate John Cena next month or next week when he comes in because it's been Cena's 20 years of being a wrestler of WWE. And this guy, I sent you the meme of it, is like skipping off like a the steel steps coming out of the ring. And this is the look you want to make when you're a publicly traded company that has to have five law firms investigating to any sexual, mis- sexual misconduct and allegations and the possible passing off of a, of a sexual exploitation to another person in a position of power. When it's supposed to be a family-owned business. Oh, and mind you, you have and yes, it's a consensual affair, and that's why I told Andrew, I'm like, I don't think anything will really come of it. Um, but if they dig deeper and find out other times where Vince has propositioned employees with sexual favors or anything like that, that's why I actually think turns around. But mind you, Linda McMahon ain't no slouch. Linda McMahon was part of the Trump administration small business um, administration leads when he was in office. So not a good look. She also failed many times running for political positions in Vermont, I believe, or Connecticut, one of the places. But no bueno if I'm the board directors. The Sox haven't taken a hit. And you know what's crazy? The ratings went up. The ratings went up on SmackDown. They cleared like 2.2 million. Could also be because Roman Reigns was appearing and defending the title because Roman draws. (laughs) But I'm not going to lie. I I, I don't have. No, even the casuals knew about this, Charles. Yeah. Right. This, this is mainstream that. news that went went down. You know. And, and look, I YouTubed it. I wasn't gonna watch it. I, I wouldn't have Taco Shack and watch Stranger Things. <laughs> but the, the the dick swaggering that this man has is both detestable, and I'm not gonna lie to a certain degree commendable. If he's acting in his manner, because I'm sure he feels he's done nothing wrong, and I'm sure he's had advisement of counsel of other people that he's done nothing wrong. He's just gonna take a couple political hits. 
here um, in the entertainment places. But the memes have been hysterical <laughs> because you mean to tell me that the guy that populated raw and panty matches and made <laughs> beautiful Trish Stratus bark like a dog in the ring was having sexual misconduct? Made people kiss his ass on stage. Yeah, this is what happens when crazy people get money too. I like the Green Goblin one. Shit. That's a good one. That's oh good. my god, that was so good. I was cackling, cackling, cackling. I have it on the screen. Oh, but I'm like, I just want no more wrestling. But if this means so, Johnny Laurinaitis gets fired. That means, or he's on leave. But I think he would be the fall guy, um, especially if there was anything. Here's the problem with investigations. It's only as good as far as the investigation takes you. Right, boys? I think you can agree with me with that um, on a lot of things. Deshaun Watson. But, but, the issue is now Lauren Ice is out, and you're going to have Bruce Pritchard taking over creative control. And I'm like, Ugh, head of talent relation. I'm like, it wasn't good when he did it a couple of years back, and you're going to have him go back to it again. The rumors backstage is... Um, you know, some fans are liking the fact that Stephanie's there, right? That she's there doing certain things, going from there. Um, I, the I posited it to you. Should we do a you go girl? And you're like, hell no. I, I don't know if you want to do a you go girl for being in a position because your daddy's a pervert. Nepotism, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, well, who is the next best one? Hunter would be, Triple H would be perfect for um, like anything creative talent. But, but he got all frustrated, think... right? Well, the, the public board. Also, you know. Yeah, well, the public board are going to be distrusting the guy who was a carny wrestler, I mean, assuming position of power. WWE's publicly traded, right? It's a public company. It right? is. Yeah. So, like, that, that's why it's a bad look. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> For like, a lot of like, because I, I, w- I mean, I've been listening. I even listened to stuff about this because I mean, this is like mainstream stuff. Like, this is stuff that's like, oh, but it involves a bit of yeah. curiosities, and it also is very vested interest of my yeah. hatred for Vince. <laughs> yes uh and I, I was just listening like you know they have a board of like directors and stuff like that like they those guys got to be doing what's best for the company now right it's not a family-owned business like you said it's not it's no longer that facade anymore it, they have a yeah. facade of it but now it's that thing's gonna break down at some point so that's why for me it's um if i saw this man couldn't even keep his chill because he has to just whip it out in front of everybody no, no you know no, maybe he has, you know, in the workplace. But we've been out in front of people saying that he doesn't care. This this chicanery, this act that he does to show up on SmackDown and Raw for ratings, basically, um, to soothe his ego that he is the ultimate draw. I would be, I, you know, that meme that you see on the videos and Twitter is like, but he's like, hey, yo, what the fuck? That's how I would feel if I'm like the heads of those things. But the stock hasn't really taken a hit. But it, it's, I don't think anything's going to come of it. I'm just going to say that right now. If it comes down and it was consensual, and then you're only going to investigate at skin deep. You're not going to go deeper, right? Or the, the shallow form of it. You're going to keep it very perfunctory. I don't think they're going to want to go more unless someone comes in with certain lawsuits, right? Because that's the only way you engage more into it because there was NDAs and there's lack of information I'm going to give to to give more information on i need more of that and trust me i will be like the matthew mcconaughey with a cigarette looking on the phone thing if i if that stuff becomes public have you, you know i've seen the vince mcmahon jump memes have you seen those yeah yeah because that was last night this is yeah. what's crazy this is, is what's crazy uh, they have a joker one i don't know if you saw that one i'm um, seeing it all the time now but this is what i'm saying is that you would want this not to happen. That's like the equivalent, and I hate to say it, but that's like Robert Kraft after he gets the charges dropped from the massage thing, buying a massage place. Come on, man. 
We're going back to the same masseuse. We don't care for Robert Kraft. He's detestable. <laughs> the guy was a human trafficker. He just won't admit it. I'm just saying. Mm. They, they were able to suppress that video. But, you know, certain things. So now we have this. And I was – Vince is not someone I like. I, I commend the fact that you took – you became a billionaire off a carding business. Um, but you also fired a lot of people I liked. So there was a problem there. And you mishandled a lot of things. Owen Hart's death. Um, Chris Benoit's death, too. We're going to go over there. Vince is not a likable person. But – a little bit of the um, the swagger in that he's doing, there's a small part of me that'd be like, maybe it's a little commendable because it's literally like a middle finger because I'm sure he ran it by somebody outside of WWE Entertainment that was like, can I just do this shit? And he's probably like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to do it. I, I, I don't know. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? What? About? Not, not of the actual lawsuit itself, but Vince reacting the way he has, even though in lieu of, I don't even know if it's a lawsuit, but investigation in lieu of um, these these allegations. Put himself on television, going for I mean, the guy, is, the guy is a narcissist. I know yep. these people. Um, they, honest to God, think they can do no wrong and anything they do is fine. Um, so honestly, it is not surprising. Um, I mean, to, to kind of supplement what you were saying about this guy who, you know, invented uh, brawn panty matches. This is a guy that also, in front of, on live TV, in front of, uh, shit, what's the name of the guy, uh, the the black wrestler who's now like an analyst? Booker T. Booker T. Booker T. In front of Booker T and I'm going to guess his girlfriend. Was Charmel, a female goes ahead and says the n-word i forgot that he said that to john cena too he Vince. said it to cena yeah with booker t and whatever her name is Charmel. on live tv like you need to be either a special kind of stupid Okay. I know it's not him, it's his character, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so it it takes either a special kind of stupid to do that, or it's someone who really just thinks they can do anything and suffer no repercussions. I mean, you remember there was a court case from probably a decade ago where the this kid went ahead and used affluenza as as a criminal defense for raping a uh, raping a woman saying like oh he didn't know any better it's it's the fault of being raised rich it's the same kind of idea with uh with mcmahon here he thinks he can't do anything wrong and he can buy out his buy his way out of anything that is wrong um so uh, that's a long way of me saying no i'm absolutely not surprised that he would go out and do that francisco you just love the memes <laughs> i mean i like the i mean the guy's an asshole <laughs> i mean that's it, it's it's not a, and whatever his character is is not far from who he really is as a human being it's so, really not <laughs> you know it's it's like him slightly changing his voice so that's that's all it is um 
I, I mean, mean, it's also to. I'm just I here for the memes. I, I know how big it is in 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 the grand scheme of things, just because the of the person that he is and has been for WWE controlling everything and of course uh now what going on five years of doing this with you and knowing how much this man has affected your even your love of wrestling itself I mean it's it's I, I hate him so much yeah so I I just find it funny but of course I mean is this the beginning of the end finally because everybody was just like uh, is well, this like truly I, the finally like the, the 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 light at the end of the tunnel? Well, like I said, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I like to be personally surprised. But it's also relevant to a tweet I saw the other day, even before they dropped um the news. Yeah. Of Charles the is gonna be that 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 meme of the of the of the guy in dressed in the suit, uh, ch- with like just uh, checking on uh, my rivals to see if they're still dead. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. Because like guys, he's gonna go to Vince McMahon's funeral just to make sure that man is dead. <laughs> well, guys, why does Vince need to go to heaven? Because he has no chance in hell. That's ah, funny. I like it. I, I, I stole that. I, I from like '90s wrestling Twitter, so I'll give mm. credit to there. But mm, that's all I got for you this week on the cage. I, I, one day I'll talk about wrestling. I promise. I'll talk about matches and things like that. But instead, real shit happening. All right. Well, I think that'll be it for us. And that was a good one. Good one, Andrew. Finally, we popped in. We did NHL Awards. I'm glad we did that. And uh, uh, this coming week is the NBA Draft Torture Stream, where I will will sit through the entire NBA Draft, (laughs) even though I do not want to. And uh, I I also will be doing the NHL Draft. To your pleasure. Yeah. Uh, the the NFL I'll do the NHL draft as well because that'll be coming up uh, the week after I think July seventh and if I find a stream of the MLB draft I may do that one as well and me and Andrew might be cooking up something in the future because uh, we got some stuff working in the background who knows there there you go yeah all right so bye everybody peace out everybody take care. Got the flash shit, checking the count, got so many O's, my name at the f*** is Robert Parrish. When it comes to the J's, I got the classics, Jason Kids, then I got the Patrick's. Number one, another all the draft picks, championship, got to have it. Been the starter since day one, I'm with Kanye, I'm with Akon. I run with Kings like Tyree, cause I've been the Prince like Tayshaun. But I feel like LeBron everywhere I go, cause every time I scroll, you know. Them haters looking at me, looking sideways.